Experience the beginning of the legend with Disney's Tarzan 2, a hilarious all-new animated motion picture loaded with laughs, irresistible new songs by Phil Collins, and the inspired voice talent of Glenn Close, George Carlin, and Emmy Award winner Brad Garrett. Before he was king of the jungle, Tarzan was an awkward young kid just trying to fit in. When one of his missteps puts his family in jeopardy, Tarzan decides the world would be better off without him. His thrilling new journey brings him face to face with mysterious Zugor, the most powerful force in the land. Together, Tarzan and Zugor discover that being different is not a weakness, and that friends and family are the greatest strength of all. This action-packed adventure is sure to delight the entire family. Get ready to go ape over Disney's wild new Tarzan 2. This week on the Made for TV podcast, it's Tarzan 2! presentation. Uh-huh, this my shit. All gorilla stomping feet like this. Few times been up that tree, so it's not just gonna happen to me, cause I ain't no silverback gorilla. I ain't no silverback gorilla. Shit's bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Shit's bananas. Made for TV podcast. <laughs> oh, God. You know, you said you didn't want to do it. And I thought, how bad could it be? <laughs> I told you, I wasn't even going to use it. I uh, I thought of it, and I put it away, and I said, it's fine, Scott's got it. But well, no, you know, it's, he told me it was my turn. It would have been a shame for you to go to your grave knowing you had written that, and it had never been <laughs> spoken aloud. So I think it's a good thing. It's a good thing, Kyle, what you've done <laughs> Thank today. You. It was Possibly painful. our best intro yet for what is sure to be our greatest episode yet. Absolutely. Tarzan 2. Hey, guess what? Hey, what? Do you know what this podcast is? I've never even heard of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Made for TV podcast. This is the show dedicated to celebrating and exploring the unique world of movies made exclusively for the small screen. My name is Kyle. My name is Scott. And guess and if what? I had ever heard. Oh. oh, sorry. How dare you, Kyle? The whole show's <laughs> ruined. Go ahead. I have to explain that this is our mini series on the world of straight to video Disney animated sequels, and you blew it already. You've ruined the whole podcast. That's what. All right, continue. Oh, I was just going to say did you know we have a guest with us this week? Oh, you're going to introduce her? I thought maybe I was closer to her, but I guess if you would like to, well, you can do maybe. it. Maybe. I'll go ahead and introduce her. She went to high school with us. We True. all met in show choir on the wonderful stage of show choir. She... The wonderful stage of show choir, yes. <laughs> yes. The wonderful stage of our lives, show choir. <laughs> she is the Jane to my Tarzan. What? It's my wife, Carrie. Hi. Carrie Davidson. That's me. Here I am. Woo! Thank you. Thank you. The stage of show choir. Okay. I prefer to think of her as the Mama Gunda to your Zugor, personally. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. Lord. I do not. <laughs> what? A, a true romance for the ages. Uh, yes, romance. A very surprising romance to come yes. out of nowhere. You guys, well, I remember when we when we met, you guys were wrestling each other in the hallway, and you told her she had beautiful eyes. And that's... He did shove me in a locker once. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, in when you say in a locker, do you mean inside of? He put you inside of a locker, or he, he pushed you and you hit a closed locker. He pushed me into an open locker and then closed the locker while I was inside of the locker. I see. So he pulled a classic '80s bully move mm-hmm. on you, and I was the one that ended up getting in trouble for mm-hmm. being in a locker. Out. Yes. Well, Mrs. Duran came around, and of course, I wasn't going to get in trouble. But no, because like, we were. Why would you, you know, let him do that? You know what we call that? White male privilege. <laughs> there it is. I knew from a very young age how to use my white male privilege. And look, I'm gonna shove everyone in lockers. Look where we are now. Two yeah. children. Everybody knows work. I was a big, big bully in high school. That's very true. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, Carrie. Thank you. It's lovely to have you on the show finally. Alas, I know. Yeah, you've been begging to be on, obviously. Kyle, I have. I, I, I can't. Wait, Kyle, are you holding a gun to carry right now? Is it the same thing? <laughs> I thought I turned the Discord cameras off. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, usually she's just like sitting outside of the room while I'm recording, just like with her ear to the door, like mm-hmm. wanting to be in so badly. And I've just said, no, not this week. No, I only yeah. remember the time where I was outside the door and accidentally belched so loud that I like texted you and I was like please tell me if you picked that up so you can edit that out that was the only I time I'm outside I wonder if it's in an episode somewhere I, I know if you, episode. Would, you tell me the episode I'll go back I'd and have find to, I'll it I'll have to find my text I'll have to find my text because I bet based on the time code that you texted him I can, can find, find the rough spot in the episode and really boost it and try to listen for any background this belches this is perfect I <laughs> hope it's in yeah. there background belching That's, that's going to be our special feature content that people are desperate to get. You know, I belch once in a blue moon, and you guys might have caught it on camera. Wow, this is great. Okay, well, Carrie, outside of belching... Yeah, uh, much. Yeah, what... what what else uh, uh, qualifies you to be on this podcast outside of your voracious belching? I just want to make sure, as I ask everybody, any qualifications to be discussing films? I've watched a few. Perfect. There, there it is. is. That's our, that's, that's our, that's, that's our key thing. We always <laughs> like to highlight for anybody who's new to listening. We don't know what we're, we don't know anything. Don't, don't listen to us. Um, <laughs> we yes. are, we are the highest rated critic in our own minds. Uh huh. Well, I like, I mean, realistically, we might be the highest rated critics for Tarzan 2. That's uh, true. At this point, yeah. I, I think don't it think has that there's. IMDb like rating reviews, I think. Heck yeah. Or not IMDb, Rotten Tomato. Like, I always like to go to Letterboxd for the movies that we cover and see if, like, this is one of those ones that it's like the top review has like six likes on it, you know? Ooh. Usually it's like. 5,000 likes on a movie for like the top review. Nobody who's watching Tarzan 2. We could dominate the Letterboxd Tarzan 2 section. I did leave a review for Tarzan 2, but I don't want to spoil my feelings on the film before we get into it. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Um, All right. Well, before we we talk movies, you know, how's it going, guys? How are you, Kyle and Carrie? How's things in the Davidson household? Home, not home. Goodness. The house home. Yeah. Cash had a birthday. Woo! Monday. Monday was his birthday. He's four. The big four. The big four. The big four. 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 (laughs) It's just four. He's had so much sugar 
that I am about to cut him off for about six months of sugar. I had cupcakes to take into work, and they were like, these are, because I told them, they're like, where are they from? I'm like, it's, it was Cash's birthday. They're like, you took his like cupcakes <laughs> into work? <laughs> like, you took his cake into, away from him? And I was like, we have so much cake. Like, there was way too much. There was more, more than enough cupcakes and stuff. You'll but. see that on Cash's Corner. Do people expect that a kid gets to eat an entire cake like by themselves like does, or something? Do they like, eat more cake like throughout the week? They just keep eating. No, cake? I never. I had you get a slice of cake on your yeah, birthday. Yeah, and then the I parents never, like, eat it the, at bed, bedtime. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. I don't ever remember eating bonus cake the rest of the week. No. Why not take it into work? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, he was so sugared up that everything was just a meltdown this week. So. I'm. He needs to just chill for a bit, and then he'll be good. He's and then he'll, be, he'll good. be good. I think you just need to calm him down by putting on some Beauty and the Beast, the Enchanted Christmas. That's his, <laughs> his favorite. I know. He asks yeah. for it every then day. I'll be all, then I'll be all riled up. <laughs> I start throwing. I would things. like to point out. I was going through. I got a big box of VHS tapes from my sister uh, today, and that movie is in there. Oh, a VHS copy of that, and I. I know you said no gifts for Cash's fourth birthday, but I yeah. do think I am going to uh, show up oh and gift gosh. him that VHS. Tape. Would you also just get us a VCR? No. no, 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 no. I just want him to be able to see the movie regularly <laughs> so he can remember it exists to ask to watch it, you know? Makes sense. <laughs> I think he would really appreciate that he gift would. personally. His yeah, favorite gift, know. I would say, or what, a really good one, was one that Kyle's aunt got him. And it's this doll, like stuffed doll that tells knock-knock jokes. And his name is Norman. And he just sits and talks to this doll saying, who's there? And what's a what's who? And laughing at every joke. And it's been Everyone. great. Yeah, he doesn't understand. Except for the one that says, bully. Bully who? Bullying is nothing to joke about. And it just wow. ends. <laughs> wow. And like, I haven't heard that one. It's pretty heavy. And Cash doesn't laugh because he knows to he take knows it seriously. It's serious he business. Says, so true. You just hear him sitting there. That's so true. So true. <laughs> Norman, you are so right. I feel like it sounds incredibly creepy to me to imagine Cash sitting by himself with a doll just going, who's there? <laughs> it, it was laughing. weird the first couple times. Like, Honestly, it was like... that's just who he is in general. It just doesn't phase me anymore. He talks to it's essentially the, the it's essentially the plot of the movie Child's Play that you're describing <laughs> Great. is. Great. Yeah. Norman is going to attack you guys in your sleep. I'm not I'm picturing I a mean, very creepy doll. He's not the, He's a he's, little creepy. He's a little creepy. But he was he was a gift and it's pretty From the much back it looks like a child. I don't know if you've seen the but like we can see through our like fireplace cuz it goes kind of in between our kitchen and the living room so like there's the fireplace kind of in the middle, right? And he's sitting with his back to the fireplace on the other side he's from the kitchen. Sitting. So it looks like a very small child, like, sitting from the back with, like, reddish hair. His it's name's Norman. Mm-hmm. His- yeah. It's already not a good start for a child. Not- Norman's a creepy name for a doll. I mean, Norman Bates, the, the killer from Psycho. Like, I don't know. Uh, we'll send, you, we'll send you a picture of him. I was expecting Who? a knock-knock joke with his name in it. Like, he would be like... It'd be a knock knock because they're Norman. Norman who? And then he'd That's say me. something. But... Now finish the joke, Kyle. Well, how does it end? <laughs> Normandy. 
My grandpa was in World War II. So just educational. We lost a lot of good men on those beaches. (laughs) And then Norman burst down into PTSD (laughs) tears. There's there's the sound effect of like war happening, like cannons going off. Just shell shocked Norman. And he has no animatronics, but in that one (laughs) joke, his like neck like turns like he's looking (laughs) up to the sky, remembering, and then it goes back to normal. You have to to get Norman a whiskey before he'll tell another joke after that one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Norman. How was your week, Scott? How was my week? When was the last time? What happened last time we talked? You were at our house. I I mean, I went to your house. I saw we had a mini gathering for Cash's birthday. Um, What day was that? Everything blurs together. Saturday. That was Saturday. I feel like Sunday we went to the zoo. I've been to the zoo twice since we last saw each other. Wow. Is what we went on Sunday because Celia had like a work thing where we got a free lunch if we went there or whatever. Um, And that was fun enough, but it was super packed because it was like a Sweetwater event, you know? There's just so many people. It just sucks to be at the zoo when there's like a million people and you're trying to watch. Like a three-year-old who's just running ahead the entire time. Because Dot will look at any given animal for about three-tenths of a second before she's like, okay, let's go, and runs on to the next one. She just checks to make sure they're there. Yeah. The entire time we walk in, she's she's so excited. Like, monkeys are coming up next. And she runs up, (laughs) hi, monkeys. Okay, let's go. And just, all right, we're moving on, I guess. Um, Yes. So that was not fun with so many people so then i took her again uh yesterday because celia works late i just have and i don't work at night so i have like a huge chunk of time with the car and i was like let's just go let's hit the road dot we'll go to the zoo there's nobody there it was beautiful nice just perfect yeah we got to see um the baby wildebeest that had just been born. Really? So oh, yeah, because they took, like, yeah. the zebras out because the wildebeests were going to have a baby. Mm-hmm. So there's, Why yeah, did they have to take little... the zebras out? Zebras kill <laughs> zebras. baby wildebeest. <laughs> zebras <laughs> murder baby wildebeest. That is birthday cake for a zebra. <laughs> I mean, I assume that's why, because I feel like all animals just... Most of the animal kingdom is... Things that want to kill the or the wildebeest would have been like. overly protective or something. Yeah, I something like that probably. I'm also um, a safari expert. So. Yeah, they were like all the wildebeest just like huddled around this one little one, just like walking together. Was it so cute? Protected. It was pretty cute. I mean, as cute as a wildebeest can get, because wildebeest are like. <laughs> I mean, they're not my number one baby. They look choice. like the skeletons of another animal. You know, like they're one step away from being mm-hmm. horror movie creatures. I feel like wildebeest yeah. are. And they, they look like Mufasa, they're from the so. underworld. If there's one creature, it's like <laughs> them just... and hyenas. Yes, every and... all of the like vultures, hyenas, and wildebeests are like your. These are the evil-looking animals for sure, or mm-hmm. cursed animals. I don't know. That's why they're all um, yeah. the villains in Lion King. They just get exactly. all the creepy ones. Except for, well, a real-life warthog is not cute, right? But Pumbaa's cute. Pumbaa's cute, I guess. Is he cute? He's I mean, cute for, like, he doesn't even look like a warthog, honestly. I guess that's true, because when they did the live-action worst movie ever made, one of the first <laughs> thoughts I ever had was, like, wow, Pumbaa's not fun to look at as a realistic warthog. <laughs> like, no. he is. He's terrible. 
disgusting looking. It's not endearing at all. Um, and then the second time we went to the zoo, I think the main interesting thing that happened is there was a peacock on top of like the otter, like the around the edge of where the otters are. And there were like a bunch of zookeepers, one standing there with like a giant net. Like they didn't want it to jump into the otters. And right as we pass, I hear them all freaking out and like, they're like go, 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 run. And it's like the peacock tried to jump into the otter pen and just barely like cleared over the pen or whatever. So it didn't go in. But yeah, well, the otters a murder panic. An, like a peacock. Is that I the, don't know. Is that I it? would think I feel like maybe it's more likely the peacock would hurt the otters than anything. But can a peacock no, swim? Well, they're not really like otters get in and out of the water, so I don't, most of I don't the, really know. Most of the otter thing is like land, right? Yeah, the there's like a little is, bit like the of water. I just land. feel like they were really freaking out about it, and I wouldn't freak out that much if it was like one of the peacocks dying at the zoo. Like, yeah, there's like, like a million peacocks. They are on. the ones that let the peacocks roam free. What if yeah, there's only like they, one or two peacocks and the and and we just keep seeing the one over and over again? <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't notice. We would not. Unless it was the the albino one, I would notice that one missing. Yes. Do people get attacked by the peacocks ever? Have you ever Our friend's kid attacked a peacock the other day. <laughs> yeah. We we went and she's one, she's a few months younger than Kimmy and our friend just chasing after her little kid and she goes Oh my gosh, she just bear hugged a peacock. And she did. Awesome. She caught up to it and just hugged it. And a bunch of people side-eyed my friend. She's like, how am I supposed to know that my child was going to run up and actually catch a peacock? This is why they invented leashes for children. Or right <laughs> or zoo exhibits for peacocks. Yes. <laughs> true. Very why true. I, do I, like have, I remember not being really little and me having to like drag her away from a peacock <laughs> yeah. that she was trying to like climb over Because you assume they'll walk can't. away, but I guess not. I guess they're like, maybe they're like pigeons in New York and they just are so used to being around <laughs> people point. that they just don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So yeah, that's that's about all exciting that has happened here is a lot of zoo visits i guess um yeah so all right done no longer allowed to speak about your week let's talk about something important right now (laughs) yes carrie you live in a position of luxury with a husband who hosts a very important podcast and obviously you had your pick of any movie you could have come onto this podcast for so I want to know, what is your history with Tarzan and Tarzan 2 that makes you pick this episode? You know, I think it was I was pretty low on that totem pole of the picking. <laughs> However, um, we so Tarzan in general, we did go to Disney a lot growing up. And um, we would go to Animal Kingdom and see that Tarzan show that they had, like with the music and with the you know the flying and the not flying i guess there were vines involved saw that a lot so that i think made me like tarzan more than i ever really cared about the show or the movie um but love phil collins can't do a road trip without phil collins so (laughs) you're a bigger phil collins fan than i am because i'm pretty sure you were like all about Phil Collins before I always really been was. all about I just like Tarzan soundtrack soundtrack but then you and your dad loved Phil, Phil Collins yeah. too so it was just like I think I went on a family trip with you guys and it was there's a ton of Phil Collins and I was like all right 
Yeah, this is cool. Well, it like wasn't Carrie's even... over here listening to Brand X Nuclear Burn by Phil Collins, his jazz fusion drumming stuff that nobody knows. I need <laughs> that. <laughs> need that in my life. But no, I'll send you. I'll send you the song because he's really good on it. He's, he's like slaves. Well, yeah, he's amazing, and he's just a good instrumentalist. He's a good singer. He's a decent dude. He was never like you know causing drama. So I just I like him. Makes me like Tarzan. Like Jane, she's honestly cool. that's a that's a good enough explanation <laughs> for me to pick this. I guess it is true you did have some slimmer pickings. Yeah, and probably. when I got to choose between this one and the one the other Tarzan that was, you know, what it was. Oh, you picked the right one. You definitely yes. picked the right one. That that may have been my letterbox review I alluded to earlier is basically just anyone who shits on this movie has clearly never seen Tarzan <laughs> and Jane. Yes. Like, that's Except for the Dick Disney wiki of Tarzan and Jane, where people were saying it was a great end of the series, which yes. made no sense for that movie. It was a fantastic end. It was fantastic. I, if you're a huge fan, it was fan fantastic the- when it ended. The movie <laughs> ended because then I have to keep watching that one. And when oh, didn't somebody so say like, "Yeah, buddy, uh, you and me both, buddy"? This, uh, uh, I agree. Actually, I will say for the Disney wiki, this one had like. Nothing. I know. Nobody's, I was really no Tarzan surprised. Two stands. Out I was there. like yeah. so sad. I looked in the stuff and there's there's nothing in there. That's a real bummer. Sorry, guys, who are listening specifically for us to read the Disney Wiki comments later that you could just go to the page yourself. <laughs> I think there were seven. Right. I think there were yes. seven. I did write down some good trivia from the episode, which um, I I guess I can tease now that I will go back to at the end of the episode where we usually talk about the Disney wiki quotes. But there we need to to make a great trivia items. So we need to make a name for our recurring Disney wiki segment. I don't even know what, but. Just like I told you, you yeah. have till the end of me reading the box to come up with a cold open, Kyle. You have till the end, the of, this end of this podcast episode to name that segment. So just, Great. just keep it in your it's head. It's gonna I guess, be the whole just time. as bad as the Gwen Stefani. Woo! Um, well, I guess honestly, Kyle and I've already talked about our histories with mm-hmm. this movie. Actually, I before Carrie we talk was gonna about say that the history of Tarzan was because. Because I just resemble Tarzan himself, like physically. Okay, okay. And I thought that that was why she was drawn to to Kyle. To just to because you too. insist on wearing a loincloth when company say. is over doesn't mean that you look like Tarzan. I was also gonna say that. I Kyle down looks from like the balcony to answer the door. Yeah, Kyle looks like George of the Jungle, but played by modern day Brendan Fraser. I did love George of the Jungle. Man, <laughs> classic. Can I say that about George of the Jungle? Well, I did. I think yeah. you can. George of the Jungle is so good. good. The great. second I one, not so good. For 20 years. Well. No, the second one, not good. I think that one actually might. Wait, didn't we already talk about it? The second one was made for TV or not on a different on the first? Uh, I don't. I don't think even. So. I don't remember us talking about George of the Jungle too. Maybe we did, and I just forgot. I listened. I to know. No, I think maybe we only talked about the first one, but there is a but second one. I did one. rent that one at Blockbuster many a time. The first one. I, the first George of the Jungle has a couple bits that I, that are like permanent. I haven't seen the movie in like twenty plus years, but there's a couple jokes that have stuck with me my whole life as being legitimately funny. 
There's one where they're, the narrator is talking about how they looked upon this giant mountain in awe, and they all go, aww. <laughs> and then he's like, no, A-W-E. And they're like, oh, which is great. So good. <laughs> and, then, and then I've always just thought the bit of him having a rubber tree for clothes lining like the lion when he fights it is funny. He's like runs and bounces off of it like it's wrestling ropes or whatever. And I just think that that's great. It's a good it's, it's a, a good, good movie. movie, people. I'm gonna stand by that having not watched it in, in twenty yeah. years. Yeah, yes. I don't remember anything. I'll join about you. It other than I, that, I liked it. So I know Brandon looks like a snack in that movie. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Where did it all go wrong, Brandon? But I love you, Brandon Fraser, and he's making a comeback. I'm so. sure he's yeah. listening. Of course he is. He better be. Are you kidding me? It's George. He's our it's, number one fan. Yeah. Tarzan mm-hmm. too. Absolutely. He listens to any media that could possibly mention George <laughs> of the Jungle because it's tangentially related. Exactly. Even when it's Tarzan too, when he tried yeah. out for the role of Tarzan and didn't get that, got George went for got George of the yes. Jungle instead. So yes, I think that's exactly how it went down. Is he auditioned for Tarzan? Tar- he auditioned for Tarzan. They said no, but you can be George of the Jungle if you yeah. want. <laughs> and he was I like, guess. "Sweet, Ooh. yeah." It's always been my dream to be Tarzan, though. <laughs> Maybe I don't really. Are there like huge Tarzan fans outside of the movie, like the original Tarzan book? Do you think the stories? Mm, no. I never met anyone. I feel like he's very much like Tarzan had like comic books where he was basically like a proto early superhero, but set in the jungle. You yeah. Know? And so, there was like lots of different books written by him. And guess what? By Tarzan? Know, Carrie. Yeah, he yeah, wrote Tarzan. Yeah. Every single line. By Tarzan. Of <laughs> <laughs> it's all in monkey speak. It's or like the general jungle speak or whatever <laughs> yes. that we determined last time. They speak time. common tongue. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because they all talk to to, yes. to the elephants. Except this that, movie yeah. challenges that, I feel like, because aren't there some animals that, like, Don't birds talk. and stuff that they can't talk to? Well, or like, they like, choose not never to. speaks, right? And Sabor the, the jaguar yes. never yeah. speaks. So the, there's, like, some that maybe they just... Maybe Tantor has learned gorilla. Exactly. Yeah, that's, and I he, guess that's the only thing that makes sense. Like, speaks gorilla. But did you know that Carrie and I have been... We have been to the home not the actual home home but the homeland of the writer of the tarzan books yes i can't believe that you're dropping this bombshell bomb. you did not you realize story. this you waited 20 minutes into the podcast to drop this well, that's because i Amazing forgot about it until now no, people man, are, the writer People of, are swerving off of the roads right now. They can't believe what you just said. It. What did he say? I can't oh, believe it, God. and apparently I was there. Edgar Rice Burroughs is the original author of the, no- of the Tarzan novels, mm-hmm. um, and he made a bunch of money uh, from Tarzan basically because he, he copyrighted, he was like the first to copyright, I think, the uh, like a character or something. And people were like, why would you copyright this? It's stupid. Ooh. And then he made a ton <laughs> of money. And he moved to California and he set up a big old like estate, a big old area of land. Uh. And, his, and his area of land was called Tarzana is what he called his, like, oh, estate. Oh, Tarzana. Yes. Tarzana. Eventually, a lot of the land was sold, and a city was made there called Tarzana, California, which is where my cousins are from. 
And so Carrie's been to California with me um, to visit and them I've been for to a wedding. And with you. That explains yeah. why all of your cousins are gorillas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why I'm, yeah, we speak yeah. monkey speak, ape speak. I just made that up. That's not an actual term, but... <laughs> But yes, we've what, been, is, what, what, do you, what do you mean? Part did you oh, make okay. up? Okay. I don't we know. have been to Tarzana, and that story yes. is true. It's very confusing what he just oh. said there. Oh, yeah. Well, no, we've been to, yeah, so we have been to the home of Edgar Rice Burroughs, the, the home Not the actual Tarzana, home. California. And, yeah. Is it true that there's no cars and everyone gets around by Vine? Yeah, yeah okay, exactly. Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. good. Just want to make sure. And the, all the restaurants only serve bananas when you go to Tarzana. Yeah. All right, good. It, yeah, it's yeah, it's great. It's it's very it's like right next to Malibu, so it's pretty. It's a fancy. So side very fancy. Yeah. All right, guys, way to brag about the places you visit. Carrie's going to Disney all the time. All the time. Kyle's <laughs> hanging out with his bougie relatives in Tarzana. All right, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. There were there were there were twenty five sequels of Tarzan in novel form initially twenty and we're gonna read five. every one of them and review them on the podcast. Yep, that's <laughs> our vow. Good luck. <laughs> one a week. That would be so exhausting. <laughs> There's no way that a 25 book series they're all good you know like no that's there's what maybe you're three in good ones if there's yeah. that many books my question is if there's 25 book sequels why did you make tarzan and jane <laughs> you know why was tarzan well, and jane what was the thought process there maybe i would each imagine of exactly tarzan what and i was jane. gonna say yes <laughs> like each one is probably just cribbed from those books the oh, different man. episodes it so. makes so much sense yeah, that would. I'm sure the books probably have all the things that we were confused about, like island outposts where there's trading and stuff that suddenly mm-hmm. exists without any explanation. I bet all that crap is in the. Well, the only the, the only logical explanation, or the logical thing to do next, is to read the books and review them. Yes. And yeah. That. That's I it. think the most logical thing, though, is to maybe jump into this movie. Yeah. Let's pop it in. Perfect. Pop it in, even though it doesn't matter. I had a different question I was going to ask, but it sucked. So let's pop it, this <laughs> thing in and let's get moving. Are you guys pumped? Yeah. Yeah. The movie begins uh, and we get a classic castle shot with some like nature noises. And it kind of does a little fade to leaves in the jungle with the castle still up, which I thought looked good i guess that fade mm-hmm. yeah i thought it looked fine oh yeah uh the movie looks pretty good basically like yeah. the whole time it is a vastly superior animation to tarzan and jane at least yes it the animation i think was was great i don't it's not quite uh lion king one and a half levels of animation mm-hmm. like because that's just like top tier all around yeah but, but this one's like pretty great. They have some good 3D scene shots, but some of the 3D shots like don't look super great. Like him going through like yes. the vines, like it's supposed to look really cool, but then like nothing really happens. Just like him running, and it it's just a little disorienting. And then for parts of it, they bring back the 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 shadows of the mm-hmm. leaves through the jungle, which is yeah. <laughs> annoying. It's a little bit better than the Tarzan and Jane leaves, but still it. It's just a little too much. It's like too annoying. But otherwise, the shadow work is like really good on the rest of whenever there's not like le- like sunlight coming through leaves. Mm-hmm. I thought the shadows, I don't know, 
I think I was just hyper focusing on the shadows because it was <laughs> apparently <laughs> because I was so triggered by the ones in Tarzan and Jane. But so. the problem I had with the animation was that like the background never moved when the main characters were moving. Like there was mm-hmm. no moving leaves or when they walked on the grass, mm-hmm. the grass didn't move. Like it was yes. like these characters were existing on a picture. Very clearly something where the backgrounds are drawn still image and yes. the characters are placed on them, which is how they do animation usually anyway, but they will integrate elements yes. of the background something to make it feel lively. cohesive normally. Yes. yes. Specifically, I noticed that too when like um, Zugor is in his nest hammock that Tarzan makes from late in the movie and he mm-hmm. like runs his hand across it and no- no. nothing moves yeah, while yeah. he's doing it. It's just like... <laughs> Clearly, this is just a background element that they're just drawing around. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what are you gonna do? It's cheap. It's made quick, and it doesn't look like shit. So I'm happy with it. And even the yeah. the bad CG that we talked about is like endearingly bad to me. Where it's like, I don't know. Like I found the bad some of the worst CG shots. Like, oh well, they tried, and it looks bad. But <laughs> yeah. I think it's kind of cute how bad it looks. Like, yeah, because it's because the rest reminds of it's me great. of a yeah. time. Yes, yeah, of a remind, simpler time. Reminds me of times. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we see the title of the movie gets slashed into a tree. Tarzan two, which is uh, so cool. The title the for Tarzan begins. Is so cool. Yeah. I love that. With the was great. drums behind it, gets you really pumped. Gets you really Hell pumped. yeah. And we see a young Tarzan being chased through the jungle by something called the Zugor, it calls itself. Uh, and as he's quiet, Scott, I don't, if you say, I just, I don't want him to come around. I'm very scared. If you say it three times, he shows up. Everybody knows. It's just like Beetlejuice. Oh my gosh, if Cash walks into here right now, I'll scream. I want Cash to walk in and just going, Zuko! <laughs> I actually so really want to teach him that now. That would be so fun. <laughs> it's so fun. Uh, I love wake it. us up in the morning. He would do it whenever we teach him something we think is funny. That's like a total inside joke. He goes up to strangers <laughs> to like do the joke. Naturally. And like nobody, nobody gets it. Like he, like, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's great. He gets hit with that stunned silence that most of your jokes are met with as well, Kyle, from yeah, strangers. Yeah, we got to teach him early. The street <laughs> and he's to know tell why jokes. He's learned too much from me. Yes. Where I go up to people and just say the punchline. Uh, yes. Normandy. Uh, <laughs> so many dead men. So Tarzan <laughs> hops a ride on Tantor while he is uh, running. And then he wipes out, and it's revealed that Turk was the Zugor all along, which was obvious to anybody watching. Yeah. Um, yes, but he was helping Tarzan practice running for his life, which is a just a, a <laughs> cold-blooded reminder of what life in the jungle is like, yes. I guess. Just it's a valuable chilling. skill. Yes. Tarzan is like five and he has to practice running for his life or however old he is in this. How old is he? This is like the only movie I've ever seen that takes place during a song from the first movie. Like that's like what it is described. It says on this Disney wiki, it says like it takes place during the song Son of a Man from the first movie. It's just fun. The whole movie is during Yeah, like this this whole thing is just an embellishment of a musical number. 
<laughs> That's funny. Uh, um, all right. So then uh, Turk proclaims Tarzan to be the worst ape ever, and they begin jokingly running around and chasing each other over some banger Phil Collins music. Uh, <laughs> and there's like a just a montage of them running around, I guess. Uh, and eventually they come to a big gap in the trees and Tarzan does not have the skills to make the jump, guys. Oh, he no. goes for it and he crashes onto a rock, uh, which seems like it should probably hurt him a lot. Uh, but the rock breaks into, I guess, a surfboard type situation uh, through the trees. He sweeps up the little... Three little ape kids. I don't know if they have names. I didn't write down any names for them. Oh, no. Onto the board. And he, as they race out of control, uh, they hit, like, the gorilla moms or whatever. He, he loses the kids. The moms scold him for being a freak, basically. These moms suck. These ladies are yeah. assholes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then Turk shows up and tries to make him feel better about how he screwed up by impersonating Kerchik. Uh, but that only makes it worse because Kerchik shows up to hear Turk mocking him. Oh, no. mm-hmm. I do love him mocking Kerchik because he like spikes his hair up. And, yes, like, mm-hmm. and it, it's a cool little impression. It's also I guess like she mocking she. Turk Kerchik. Yeah, it's always, always hard to remember yeah. that Turk is a she. I yeah. guess Turk's Turk full is name Rosie. Yeah, not Turk is one, yeah not in this one. This person who does Turk does a good job of sounding like. Yeah, I would say better than Tarzan and Jane. It wasn't as abrasive. Or maybe I was just used to it. I think it works better because it's a young Turk and not, like, supposed to be Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, Yeah. very true. Yeah, and it's it's obvious that it's not Rosie right off the bat. But Mm -hmm. It's like my first um, note. (laughs) This is not Rosie O'Donnell. It literally says not Rosie O'Donnell. You will never be Rosie O'Donnell. (laughs) Well, the good news is that it's still... um, Oh God! What's his name? Lance Hendrickson as uh, Kerchik. Mm-hmm. They got the same person. He, what does he have? Like two lines? Yeah, not maybe? many. I think yeah. it's him. I was really hoping he was going to come back at the end. He'd yeah, do some cool Kerchik. I stuff. was too, because Kerchik is like you want him to be kind of the alpha badass. But if it takes want him to place be like in that little awesome. piece of song, yeah, maybe it's true. He has to hate Tarzan the whole time at this point, so Probably. I guess they can't really do anything with him. They can't, like, have a... A multiple redeeming times of... Yeah, they'd end yeah. up in a Beauty and the Beast situation or whatever, yes. where it's like, Beast can never actually be rede- redeemed in any of the Beauty and the Beast VHS movies, because you have to... That has to happen in the actual movie, so yeah. he just has to be an asshole the whole time, which yeah. isn't fun, as we have discussed previously. <laughs> so. But I was hoping Kerchak was going to come in, like beat up the villains which we don't know who the true villains are yet you know no but i'm gonna say this movie never knows who the true villains nope. are i don't think true. there are true villains in this yeah. movie good point <laughs> yes this is some misunderstanding really. <laughs> yeah if anything um, well if it, uh, actually i, gu- I do i guess have, Zugor I do have an answer. is the closest yes. to being Zugor is the true actual villain <laughs> yes i think he's the true actual actual villain but yes but kerchak if he would have come back and like done some cool stuff it only makes it better when tarzan kind of supersedes him in the original like it makes mm-hmm. tarzan cooler by default if kerchak has already done like even more cool cool stuff so agreed but that's just not the story they're out to tell um kerchak doesn't even really do much react much to being mocked and then we fade to later that night and kala is wrapping tarzan up for bed and trying to cheer him up and this was stunning to me 
that they got Glenn fucking close back to be <laughs> yeah. the voice of Kala in this movie. Yeah, the cast in general <laughs> the is... The cast is stacked in this. They got super so many stacked. good people. It's insane. I, I just, but I know AJ's listening and he's crying and clapping at Glenn Close being in the movie. He loves Glenn Close so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love when we were watching it, Celia was like, is that Glenn Close? And I was like, yeah. And then she's like... Did she voice Kala in the first movie? I'm like, no, they got Glenn Close <laughs> only like, for the only sequel. For the they, yeah. they brought out the big guns for, for said, Kala's, I don't know. Glenn couldn't quite, get, couldn't quite nail the audition for the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> she came back strong and really fought for it in the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, there, there's, yeah, so Glenn Close is back. Just wild. Um, I mean, this is like a day's work of her, for her, though. Like, there's not that many true. lines. It's true, but no matter the amount of days of work, I feel like she still costs a lot, true. probably. Mm-hmm. And yes. Like, I'm sure she'll do anything if they meet her day quote to do it, but... But yeah. a day quote, I'm yeah, just yeah, surprised yeah. they're willing to spend that much on... Well, Glenn they got Force her, and this. now Brad Garrett, who has been in some other made-for-TV Disney sequels, but, yes. like, we don't, know, we don't know exactly when it was where he voiced them, but it seemingly was before he had won an Emmy... You know, yes, and because now this is the first time they shout back. him out as Emmy winner Brad Garrett. Emmy, on the win- box. Emmy winner Brad Garrett and you know Glenn. Close. Also Glenn Close also and Glenn Close. Um, yeah. George Carlin, whoever that is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, all right. So, Collins uh, you know, you know, you know Tarzan's voice actor for this. Oh, I don't. Uh, I didn't write him down because I didn't like see. It's a great name. This is Harrison Chad. I feel that like is a fucking, <laughs> that is a name right there. I mean, it's there. a little kid voice, right? But yes, like they probably just saw that name and like, yeah, that's a Tarzan. Harris, this guy, Chad. Chad, he definitely was. Well, I don't want to attribute him as like homecoming king as meaning anything because Kyle was homecoming oh, king, yes. but he oh, was no, definitely. No. I wasn't homecoming king. I was homecoming king twice. <laughs> you should just say kings. kings. You were I was homecoming. Plural. I had multiple din- dynasties. Dynasty. Yes, Kyle got voted homecoming king once, and then he formed his army to attack <laughs> and proclaim himself Took king of the second else's school. Uh-huh. Yeah, yes, yes. It was a rigged election, guys. I've honestly, rigged. I've been tweeting for the last. <laughs> when do we graduate? Seven years ago, I've been tweeting. Stop the steal, Stop Kyle. The steal. <laughs> Stop you're, you're at eleven years, yes. buddy. I meant from college, his second oh. one or, or whatever. Mm. So yeah, because the first, first one, one I, I, monitored, the I was there to monitor it and make sure that it wasn't rigged. But I think the college there one was, was rigged. So in my <laughs> home room, so in my home room, I sat in the front row, right? Of, right. Of, of, of in college. In and, college. No, no, and this is back in high school. This is the OG homecoming king thing. I sat next to Peter Dagger. We were good friends, right? And so we voted dropping. for we voted for homecoming king using Scantron, right? So uh-huh. it was like four or five options or something. And, and you passed. said, I'll take them to the office. <laughs> <laughs> they passed up name. the Scantrons. <laughs> they passed up the Scantrons to our table. And we had we had Raleigh Clements, which he was a great man. I wish he was still alive today, but he passed yes. this year. But he Raleigh Clements was our homecoming teacher 
uh, and or not our homeroom teacher. And so they pass up the scantrons, and and Peter Dagger just starts taking them and erasing what people put <laughs> and filling in my bubble. And like wow. people behind him said, they're like, "Dude, what the heck?" Like, and he's like, "It's fine." And it just turned him in. And, I was and like, then he became an election official, right? And he turned to you at that moment. He said, "This is what I'm going to do in 2020 yes. to make sure that Donald Trump isn't reelected." Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. Pretty what he sure did it's later. that easy. Wow, it is. You just pass take, up the scan that number two pencil and <laughs> do yeah. with it what you will. That's the thing. Well, what he really did is he was handing out number three pencils at his election for mm. anybody who had a Republican like sticker, <laughs> you know, so he so their votes wouldn't count. I did <laughs> I did see some people at some of the election workers with pencils, so oh. I don't think we can rule it out. We can't oh. listen. That's we a whole other podcast thing. right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, that's our, our second <laughs> podcast our, we're starting. Spin off where yes. we talk politics. Exactly. Um okay. In non-political news, um, my question Tarzan here is, is how good. do apes really sleep? I took wow, that is a great question. Are they like in the trees, right? I mean, well, is I mean, that not, real? Right, I've never seen it. The, I are you are you in implying the first that the Tarzan Disney Corporation movie. didn't do meticulous research into I'm just wondering. apes in the first Tarzan movie when they are going in with Clayton and Professor is there? They come across a clearing, and there are multiple like, like divots. Yeah, nests. And he says, "Here are the gorilla. We, we've here's a nest." And they're like super pumped because they they're like, "This is where the gorillas were here." So I think they nest on. They must nest on the ground and together maybe. But I just I, I always wonder. I would take that as real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to think they sleep up in the trees because that's you know that. Well, I guess you have the danger of rolling over in your sleep, which is no good, but less danger of an animal eating you. So, what animals can eat an ape? I don't. I'm sure that, that it's, I'm sure there's something. There's 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 Sabor. The Zugor. Right? The Zugor <laughs> could. Yeah, the right. Zugor gets you. And if you're not in a zoo, there is gore. You know what I'm saying? Amen. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm always saying. Uh, <laughs> Okay, Tarzan cannot be cheered up. He feels really down about his poor ape skills. He knows if the Zugor was real, he wouldn't be able to outrun it. Kala promises to protect him, but that only makes him feel worse because he's like, but then I'm putting you in danger because of me. And really, I mean, you're going to end up doing that for your entire family in the first movie, but just because you felt you got googly eyes for some British broad who showed up. Okay. Yep. Um, he says, everyone... <laughs> it is. Uh, he says everyone would be better off without him. Um, and then she decides to take him on a nighttime little stroll for a lesson. It's time for a moral, guys. Do you feel like we should be moralized too? Because I think we should. Yep. Yeah. Uh, she shows him a tree that was knocked over in the wind because it stood alone. And then she takes him to the forest where there's all these different trees. Some of them look crappy and useless like Tarzan, but the whole <laughs> forest manages to stand tall because they work together. This movie is about family. family. We all know <laughs> the family. Uh, mm-hmm. And at that, he's successfully cheered up and we fade to the next day. Good job, Kala. I think the, I think the forest that she takes him to, it's like a tree, like a giant tree, but like, other trees growing around it it looks like a big yes. like like tree that would be like the avatar spirit tree it looks like, like the tree at 
fucking Animal Kingdom, the like the yeah. super giant one in the middle of Disney's Animal Kingdom. And then there's Kingdom. like trees, and she's like, it's holding up the tree. And I'm like, That's, this is weird. This could be a little bit better. I mean, I the tree, I guess it looks cool, but like, I don't know. It it, it was weird. I think. I think the big tree maybe detracts a little bit from the idea that we're all equal uh, and we all, you know, like we all make work up together the, yeah. to make a strong unit. It's more like we all surround one strong entity and make yeah. them stronger. And the end, is, that is Kerchak. Kerchak yes. is the tree. We are. You're this like you're barely a little alive twig. tree that's getting <laughs> eaten alive by termites. Like that's that's you, Tarzan. You're a yes. baby twig. But maybe the big tree is just supposed to represent the general strength of family and all of their their little individual efforts create a strengthened family unit, I guess. You, I think a big jungle does that perfectly fine on its own without one giant tree. Mm-hmm. I get what they were going for, but I agree. They don't necessarily... I need Vin Diesel to come in and explain to me. Yes, this is actually the same jungle from Fast 9. Uh, so you can see in the <laughs> yes. background, Vin... Using a rope bridge to make a cable to swing <laughs> over a cliff, so by just ramming his car into it. Is it weird that watching Fast Nine, I was more bothered by them being able to drive on a falling bridge than by him making himself a grappling no, hook? Like no, in the moment, I don't think so. Yeah, I think I mean, it's yeah. at least practical to me that you could swing a car, but you can't drive a car on a bridge that's being supported by nothing and has no normal force to push against the mm-hmm. car. <laughs> like, it drives me crazy watching it. It's just, yeah. what are they getting traction on? How are they moving? Shit it's weird that that, like, makes it through. You know, yes. like, because there's got to be a decent amount of people looking at these scripts and stunts. Like, I'm sure somebody brought it up and they and everybody said, who gives a shit? They're going to go to space. <laughs> yeah, I was about year. to say, they went to know. space. There's no, no, no. Nothing's off limits. Yes. I think they're not too concerned about keeping it based on the, in They really anymore. leaned into it in, the, in Fast 9. Yes, they did. They There's leaned a lot into of, it and I loved it every second. I, it's great. There's so much catching people with cars. That's the other thing that always gets Favorite. me. It's just like... How is hitting a car better than hitting the road? <laughs> How is it any better to fall onto a what, like, piece fall of metal? Two feet less, but hit something that is going 90 miles per hour when you hit, as opposed to just hitting the ground. Like, it just yeah. would suck. Like, right. you, yeah, like, why, how are their faces not going through the windshield and, like, exactly. breaking? Oh, I would love to watch a version where somebody edits it like realistic physics and it's just... Oh, it'd be two minutes Dom long. catches Letty and she just splatters against the windshield. Yeah, two minutes long <laughs> yeah. movie. Like, there would be nobody left. <sighs> I wonder how happened. many movies they can make it through. Because, like, in the first one, there's probably not any heinous things like that, right? Not that I can remember. I think the most heinous thing is just that, like, yes, they drive. Yes, they drive a car underneath a semi. But that's... Not Physically, doable. they had to do it. The semis had to be a certain... They were much taller than what they actually are in real life. Right. But then in the realm of the movie, I can just believe, okay, this world has taller semis. At least that was a practical like thing, right? Okay. Like a real car did go under a semi, mm-hmm. but there's zero way they can ever film a real car driving on a bridge with nothing supporting that bridge. Like, Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I think the least... 
believable thing in the first one is just that like nos is like Nos. magic button that makes you suddenly jump up like 50 miles per hour faster or whatever like it's light speed man as like a teenager i thought nos was like Hell i was yeah. like what is that <laughs> yeah, how do awesome. i get that let me drink you, that energy drink like yeah yeah do you think that did that energy drink like exist before no i'm pretty period? sure it was made specifically like because nos became such like a cultural Thing because of Fast and Furious, honestly. Yeah. I mean, it was cool. Works like, for me. Blue. I mean, it looked like a canister and had the sweet like twist top. Like, it's pretty. Cool. I think I've only ever had one NOS in my life. And it's not loser, necessary. My one time ever was to get a Batman skin in a video game that you could get through the NOS. Like, can <laughs> Will and I went when we were in college at like. Midnight, we're like, we got to get this skin. Let's go buy a NOS energy drink. <laughs> That's the kind of cool shenanigans we were getting up to in college. Crazy. Yeah, I was Friday way into. Night. I was more into uh, balls. The other energy drink. Remember balls? Oh yeah. I, oh, Kyle, have I ever told you about Balls Fest? Balls Fest. What? The first time I ever played Halo. The first time I ever played a first-person shooter. The reason I play Invert to this day. My stepbrother and his friends. This was like. I was in middle school. I, I must have been in like sixth grade. So what would that what year would that have even been? Like two thousand and four, two thousand three, something like that. Sure. Um, my stepbrother and his friends they bought a case of like ninety six balls energy drinks, and their <laughs> one of his friend's parents was like out of town, so they just set up four xboxes and four computers in the basement with that case of balls energy drink, and we stayed up for like the entire weekend yeah in that basement just (laughs) drinking energy drinks playing video games on invert Uh, yeah because i picked like it was the first time ever playing halo i didn't know anything about it i'd never even played an xbox before Mm. i just picked a default character that was already made and that character was set up to be invert so that's like how i learned to play over the course of that night or the many nights like yes over like 40 hours of playing halo i played only invert so that was where all my muscle memory formed and, and your life was I never that way was that hate that was halo one or was halo, that halo one two? that was oh, halo wow. one we were playing i know you then. were you were big on halo two. Oh yeah that's why i got big on halo two because xbox live came out and i got yeah that was a whole thing but yeah my first exposure i've had a lot of balls energy drink. I remember sitting, that was the first energy drink I ever had. I remember sitting on the couch at like 4 a.m. just like feeling my heartbeat. I'm like, I feel like I should be tired, but I can't like close my eyes and <laughs> I go can't to sleep. close my like, eyes. Yes, my, like I don't like to drink hurts. caffeine. <laughs> That's great. When you were great playing times. in your in your basement with the, this is your stepbrother you said? Yes, my stepbrother. Yeah. Was there one person who, if you lost, if they lost a round, they would go up to their bedroom and get their BB gun and come down and shoot you out of <laughs> anger? Did that ever happen? No. That, that was, was my experience that. playing Halo. My, <laughs> before I had any consoles or anything, I'd go over to, to Justin Yoder's house, and if, if he lost, he'd go up to his room, and he'd come down with his... With his BB gun, and he would, and we would hide and cower in fear, and he would shoot us with his BB gun. And it was, it was like half. It was like sometimes, like the first time, it was funny, and then he just kept doing it. And I was like, "This is miserable." And then we wouldn't. Then it was great. Carrie, what's your first experience with Halo? Because <laughs> that's apparently what we're doing now is talking about Halo. <laughs> uh, the fact that I just thought it was a thing that there were parties for, <laughs> and, yep. and mm-hmm. 
I don't think that's maybe the norm across the nation, but it was the norm for the only people in my life that I knew who played it. I think that is the original norm for Halo in a pre-online gaming world. Was, was to get together. Get together and have parties and yep. play it. My stepbrother, like, I mean, they did that one balls fest, but they used to, what is it, Ivy Tech maybe had, like, rooms you could rent out, like, rec rooms with giant TVs, and they would just do that, like, every weekend and play, like, Halo together in those rooms or whatever. Yeah. So I remember. It was a thing. Yeah. But I still don't think if... You played three different games in front of me, I would be able to pick out which one was Halo. That's fair. (laughs) You're not... I don't think you're who I would think of as the biggest first-person shooter gamer, so that's not... (laughs) Not a Halo head, if that's a thing. That is what they're called. Is it really? (laughs) No. No, not at all. I was so proud of myself. (laughs) It might be. I've never heard it, but it could be. I've never heard of Halo. Not an angel. All right. Walking it back, Halo, Balls, Nos, Fast and the Furious, Jungle. Tarzan is in the jungle. (laughs) Got it. Good. (laughs) So the next day, Tarzan and a bunch of little gorillas are playing around while the apes migrate together. The cutest Uh, gorillas. I've written that multiple times in my notes, (laughs) that baby gorillas are the cutest things I've ever seen. They are very cute. I don't know. I used to think like apes and monkeys were really cute when I was younger, but then the older I got, they look a little too human, but like in real life, a malformed yes. human, and so it like makes me uncomfortable. Almost <laughs> it makes now. you uncomfortable because I can see like when you look at like their hands and they've got like yeah. you know like decades knuckles of callus on their hands and knuckles that are all swollen. You're like, Ugh, I can picture what that feels like too much because they look. Too much like me. Makes me feel <laughs> a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, it starts to rain while they're all playing. Uh, they're about to cross a giant chasm on a fallen tree. Um, because of the rain, it's very slippery. Tarzan can't climb up it. Uh, he gets some help from Turk, but once he's up there, when they're all up there, the tree starts to dislodge. <gasps> and Kerchik's like, run! So they all fucking run. They start running. Unfortunately, Tarzan, as we know, is not very fast. He's not fast enough, and he does not make it off of this tree as it starts to fall, guys. It's um, pretty pathetic because he gets even outpaced by the little baby gorillas. Yeah, I know. Even like, the babies Even the him. babies outpace yeah. him. I, I guess they have more grip, which lets them not have to worry about falling. And more maybe. instinct. Yeah. Um, he is not fast enough. Kala tries to save him, but is unsuccessful. The giant hollowed out like tree log whatever falls with Tarzan inside of it seemingly he dies to all the other apes but we see that he does grab like a vine as he's falling and ends up like swinging to a cliff and getting knocked unconscious uh and then a heartbroken and head injured Kala faints because she simply she just watched her child die in her mind it's pretty brutal considering she's already lost one baby as we know No good. Uh, Fade to Tarzan waking up on his little ledge alone and afraid. He runs into the jungle looking for everybody, and he spots Kerchik comforting Kala. Uh, She admits that she would have died to save him, which freaks him out. Yeah, I know. We didn't understand his reaction. I think he. This is tying into his earlier fear of putting other people in danger because of his shortcomings. Like, he doesn't want to be a liability to his own mother and cause her to die because he can't keep up. So he thinks in his mind, he's got a very, 
I feel like it's a lot for like a very little kid to process this many yeah. steps of thought, you know, like, oh, she would be better off without me because I am a strain slash burden on her life. So I'm going to run away. I don't mm-hmm. think most kids reach that level. No, they see their mom saying, I would kids. give my life for his and crying yeah. because she thinks he's dead. Yeah. Every kid's going to be like, wow. mom, they, I'm here. I'm alive. I love you. Yes. And go yes. and run and hug her. But he's like shocked. And yeah, yeah I feel it's like, like way too. Yeah, go ahead. Watching that, if I were a kid watching that, I, would, I wouldn't know what that meant. And I would have just moved on. Like, I just feel like there was too much in that look. Well, luckily, he does have a better reason to run off right after, which is that these really, really shitty moms are talking about him, and they're like, eh, maybe Kala's better off. I think we all are, really. And I think that warrants a little bit of emotional distress for a young yes. child to Good to lord, they're so mean. They so really horrible. are. And we're better off without him. A child died. A child. Yes. I can't really, I guess I can't impose my human morality onto these apes who are raising a human outsider <laughs> yeah, yeah, too yeah, strongly. Pushing but your human morals on these apes. They're fine I'm with that. Posi- I'm pushing my liberal the- human agenda on yeah. them. Prune the tree. Prune the tree of the, prune the vines. Uh, Survival of the fittest out there, apparently. Exactly. Um, and then this uh, is when we, he runs away after he hears that, right? He runs off in the jungle alone, and we get a new song. There are yeah. apparently two new Phil Collins songs in Which this is, movie. again, like, surprising to me. Like, they, Very. they put the money in. Like, hey, Phil, yes. can you write more songs? Like, that feel like, feels like it sh- that should not happen, right? No. I really was, like, I was trying to look. I was like, are these existing Phil Collins songs that they just put into this movie? I mm-hmm. couldn't really find any information. Oh, like, they were on too the on songs. the nose to be existing. <laughs> they were very on the nose. This first one was called "I Need to Know." Is that this one? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Cool. I, uh, I didn't write down the name, but I I think because the other one is "Who Am I" that keeps like reprising later. I mm-hmm. think. Um, so yes, this is the song "I Need to Know." It's not bad. Um, I wrote yeah, down I, that I thought that. That if it was in the original, it would eat like def- it would be the worst in the original. Like I think that they added these to the Tarzan musical, probably that show that Carrie yeah, saw heard, multiple I, was, times. Probably yes. Yeah, I thought there was one that they had. Yeah, ne- neither one of the new ones I was really like stoked about. I was just happy no. to see Phil Collins yeah. back, and I was happy that they that they kept the the. They, they were true to the form of the first movie where it's music behind the characters. You know, they didn't decide to let's make a musical out of this one and have the characters sing. Like they kept the, the original um, uh, vibe. It feels, it feels like it, this is, this is obviously a mid but it feels like a true sequel where they actually tried to do to keep, to keep the style the same. Yes. I can agree with that. Also, just want to give a quick shout out to this movie and its runtime being only 65 minutes because I just remembered that was my my first note I forgot to say. I was very happy when I put it on last night and I was like, oh, good. Only an hour. Um, but this song is set to a montage of like Tarzan struggling to survive alone in the jungle, I, I guess. Um, and when the song ends, he mistakenly stumbles upon Sabor the Leopardess. Uh, and she gives chase as she is wont to do. Uh, Sabor's a girl. 
know. Yeah, that's right. it says in the Wikipedia Sabor the Leopardess or whatever. So I just went with it. Um, okay. I'm not checking the genitalia, so I can't really you say know? beyond that. I'm yes. not a veterinarian, so I don't even that's know. That's true. You're but not. I don't even know where to look. You know? Could be anywhere <laughs> it, on a leopard. Is it in her mouth? <laughs> what is this? Uh, <laughs> she gives chase to Tarzan. He's not fast enough and seems like he's doomed because he finds himself like in a, a a little enclosed canyon or whatever, pinned down. But suddenly, Sabor is scared off by a thundering Zugor! is really not that scary I'm gonna say it's, I know but I yeah. love it I don't know why <laughs> I love it interesting who does um, <laughs> an exhausted Tarzan begins to stumble around his rocky surroundings and encounters a new duo of gorillas ooh mm, uh, I was confused about this area that yes. he was in yeah it looks like it's the backside of like the volcano maybe is it supposed to be like the same volcano that erupts in Tarzan and Jane? It looks like there's no actual volcano part. It just looks like there's a big green mountainside and then nothing on the backside of it. Yeah, and I don't then think it's basically, and it's like rocky terrain. It's like, like the elephant it, graveyard or someplace that like yeah. Scar would hang out in The Lion King. And it's like a dome like enclosure, right? Like the whole thing is that these new apes have kind of been stuck in this area. Yes, which of, I got a lot of questions about them being too. stuck in there. It doesn't yeah. make any sense at all. Yes. Um, okay, good. So we'll get to that when it comes up. But there's two giant male gorillas. Mm-hmm. Um, Udo and Kago. Uh, Kago voiced by Ron Perlman, Hellboy, uh, mm-hmm. to some. Celia said, he plays that red guy, right? Yes, the, the red guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She meant the Kool-Aid man. He, of course, he famously is the Kool-Aid man. Um, <laughs> yes. and then, Ron Perlman yeah. is the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> I would watch that movie. Uh, <laughs> Brad Garrett, though, his character is named Udo, right? Yeah. Do you think, Kyle, this could be a nod to Pocahontas 2? <laughs> I was going to say, who would win in a fight? Uda. Uda? Uda Matamokin. They call him Uda, and now he's playing Udo? I get, oh, I forgot he's the same actor. Yes, I he's forgot the same he actor. Udi. Yes, he was Udi, whatever his name was. Yes, so. Uh, I wrote that down. I was just going <laughs> to ask who would win in a fight, Udo or Udi, and the <laughs> obvious answer is that Udi would absolutely win. Of course. Okay, yeah. clarify for me. So there's Udo... Yes, and then which Kago. Is, Kago is which one gets hiccups? Hiccups is that the angry, Kago. violent one is Kago. The Thank dumb you. one is Udo. Udo is the one I knew the actor of. Okay. Yes, he's the Emmy award-winning Brad yes. Garrett. I like Fox. Let us know. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, he also played a character in Pocahontas too, with almost the same name, and it feels like there's some subtle nods going on that only the true fans would catch. Yeah, us. Yes. We're the first people to ever it. catch this Easter egg. We should add it to the Disney wiki. As oh like my gosh, yes, fact. we should. This is the first time I've ever... <laughs> like, truly, this would perfectly fit. It really would. Okay, so as Carrie uh, pointed out, they these these two brothers have a very strong gimmick. One is very violent, one is very stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're both giant, strong gorillas, giant. though. Yeah, yes. they're, like, they're like Kerchak size. Yes, yeah. um, which is they, why I want Kerchak wanted oh, Kerchak yeah. to come in and just if he would have wrestled them. them and just like destroyed them, it would have been awesome. 
at the very least truly fast and furious at that point if he would have and just it would have been like it would have been the exact fight scene yes it would have been that exact fight scene from fast five but it's kago (laughs) and kurtzik love it which is lance hendrickson who played kurtzik and ron perlman both in the alien franchise so look at that okay it's all coming back together um i think they're both in alien resurrection maybe nobody cares nobody cares we're not, we're uh, not asking okay no, no, <laughs> nobody no. asked i know i'm sorry um well <laughs> they find tarzan and they start arguing over what kind of animal he is they think he's a bird um and then uh they start wrestling each other while they're arguing and their mother mama gunda shows up voiced by estelle harris who I love. I love Estelle Harris so much. What she's she the in? voice she's, she's the voice of Mrs. Potato Head and she plays uh, George's in mom in Seinfeld, yes. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I love I mean she's in the last episode that we released, I was talking about how I love Jerry Stiller as George's dad. Yeah. That is only because him and Estelle Harris together are like the funniest two people ever, I think. So I love Estelle Harris. She's great. Um, once everyone's calmed down their mom shows up and just yells at them to stop fighting basically everyone calms down Tarzan introduces himself as an ape which they find hilarious because he's not an ape as they can tell Um, they begin to explain to him that the only way into this area is through a rift in the rock that Zugor guards or by falling in which they did running from Zugor I did it's strange. It There's doesn't make too much many, sense. There's too many questions. But this isn't even the most confusing thing about them being in here. No. Uh, but I'm going to wait, I guess. We'll wait till we get to later to talk about it. Um, Tarzan is in disbelief that the Zugor is real, right? He's like, that's a fake. My mom told me. And then they hear the Zugor coming and they all run away. And he also starts running. He goes into like some vents. These are like their equivalent in this movie to the tree surfing is these vents i guess i don't know yeah like he can slide through them so it's there it's when you get the 3d shots of him going Mm -hmm. and it looks better than him like running through the jungle for sure yeah there is one vent spot that looks bad later in the movie but it's whatever i mean who cares Mm -hmm. uh i gotta say one thing about mama gunda when she wants to like get the attention of these brothers she grabs their bottom lip and pulls it down <laughs> and that like made me like physically hurt so bad that looks so painful to me and i think i don't know if it's just a me thing i think it but is just pulling down that bottom lip i just felt like it was just gonna rip rip that little frenulum down there yeah or it, it just do you need that frenulum so <clears throat> what is it what does it do no it's a lip tie so, so kids can have tongue ties. You probably have heard of, if you've heard of tongue ties, it's where they, um, if you look at the uh, yeah. bottom of your tongue, you've got kind of that that yeah. little friend uh, frenulum is what uh, it's called. Yeah. Never heard that word. And some, yeah. Well, uh, I the the tongue tie sometimes it can cause problems with like breastfeeding and feeding infants, and so you can do a frenectomy and just cut it. And so I I I've done that before. It's 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 kind of cool. Um, but you can actually do that to lip ties as well, but it's way more, way less common. Um, I don't think I would personally do a lip tie. What would be the purpose? 
Uh, usually, well, for the tongue tie, it's it's usually. I get feeding. the tongue tie, yes, but the lip. I think one the lip one. tie is a similar thought as well, but I I've never seen one as bad as so bad that it would cause problems with feeding. Because really, really, the tongue is the major motivator for for breastfeeding. Usually, it's a breastfeeding concern or a bottle feeding actually is. And so basically the tongue has to protrude out underneath to like help. You don't have to so I don't know what the bottom I don't know what the bottom lip is. Well, I don't, yeah, whatever. I get, I'm going to perform a phrenectomy on you if you try to. But I mean like if you're if the thing what's the word frenulum? Frenulum. Frenulum? Yeah. yeah. If that's like way too high then yeah, you'd need to cut it just in general as a human. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, like I said, I've never seen, I've never even heard anybody talk about it. I just know when I was looking into it years ago, a couple of years ago, I was like, oh, there's like the lip ties that you can actually cut those too if you need to. And I, I don't feel like it would ever be at a point where it would be I feel like I functionally knew a problem. Once, I feel I like I knew there. someone once who had their frenulum cut and I can't remember the details on their tongue. No, their on their lip. Like, I feel like I knew somebody hmm. I know who had someone because they couldn't, the like, well, maybe yeah. the top is what I'm thinking. I know of. someone with the top. Hmm. Like, later in life. Yeah. I would say the top is more common for sure. Okay. Like, that's, I think it's when I looked into it, it was more of a top lip thing, but I don't know. You know? It's, I, I've never, I've never heard anybody even talk about it other than me, like, looking into it once, so. Fair enough. Maybe people have a hard time talking about it because they get tongue-tied. So, uh, <laughs> if you're out there and listening to this and you've had a, your frenulum cut, tweet at us. Tweet so at us, can... hashtag I'm cut. And then, yeah. then people won't get confused about what that what else that could mean. So, <laughs> um, the... All right, so Tarzan runs from the Zugor into a vent. He goes sliding through. Eventually, he gets, like, launched with steam and stumbles upon an older gorilla, clearly unrelated to anything that's going on. This older gorilla who's voiced by the famous actor slash comedian in this movie, George Carlin. Um, he asks this old gorilla for shelter, and this gorilla is like, no, I'm not. You're not allowed in. And then Tarzan just cries next to the tree alone and it's sad very sad very sad <laughs> what a sad image of like a child alone in the jungle just crying for his mother just... so sad yeah you could have just gone back to your mom she was happy to have you tarzan <sighs> you fucked up um from there we fade to mama gunda udo and kago getting ready for bed curling up with a nice nest of rocks <laughs> i did think it was funny that yes. she's like preparing a pile of rocks for them to sleep on yeah. lovingly um, they ask their mom for a bedtime story uh, and she tells a story about three frogs mirroring their own lives and how they all ended up getting it gets her all pissed about their living situation right she's like mm -hmm. they were kicked out of anywhere they lived and blah 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 and she vows that tomorrow they're going to find a new place to live and destroy anyone who gets in their way I, and I was like, I, were oh, they God. banished by Kerchik? But are they Yeah, stuck? like how many like groups of gorillas are on this island? How big is this island? Is this just like mainland like Africa or something? Yeah, because like, I think we got okay, we gotta get into it because 
they fell into this thing and later they run into Turk or whatever and they're like, where did you come from? And when they see the jungle that everyone else lives in, it's like they're seeing it for the very first time. Yeah, so they're, they're like, clearly what? not from the same jungle as Tarzan. So how the fuck did they end up in this area if they're not from there? I don't understand anything about their origins. But if there's, yeah, no, And also if it, they're stuck in there... How are they going to go out tomorrow and find a new place to live? I think her plan is to tail Tarzan, maybe, and figure out how he got through. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe they're they, going to go look for him. They, the they claim they to be they claim to be stuck there because of the zoo gore, but then later in the movie, they very clearly say, we just have to go through where the zoo gore guards. And then yes, they just they're too afraid through. to go through because the zoo gore will get them, and they don't, they don't understand how... Tarzan and later Turk are getting through this area that is guarded by the Zugor. So I think they're looking for the secret of how to get past the Zugor. Yeah. Uh, the same so what's past this area? You know, how did they exactly? Find- Where were they at that they fell in? Because they said they fell, they fell in yeah. hiding from running from the Zugor, but the Zugor is on the side of Tarzan's jungle. Yeah. So. <laughs> How are they here? They're know. just morons. They're they like are morons. Just Whoever wrote this are morons. Of, yeah, they're just like so dim-witted. They have no clue. What's yeah, they were going just on like, we need ever. the apes to be there. Nobody's going to question it. Yes, very clearly that is what they said. And I couldn't help but question it. And I questioned it. I was very confused by them and why I'm supposed to think they're the villains for being held prisoner in a hostile canyon their entire lives. <laughs> yeah. Of their own choosing. Well, they but they think they are in danger. They legitimately believe the Zugor is a giant monster that is going to kill them if they enter mm-hmm. that canyon or whatever. Yes. And he knows yeah. that they think that. That's what's fucked up. Yeah, he knows. And <laughs> what is his motivation for doing that? Just to be a jerk. That's yes, it. He's it's just literally a he's just an uh, absolute jerk. So, yeah. yeah, I going back to this I guess part of the story. I do. I do really like the way that that this like this divisive storytelling of like kind of giving them the backstory, to, like like showing us what their quote unquote backstory is. Is like mom, mom tells a story and she tells a story about the frogs. I thought yeah. it was just a really cool way to say like, oh, they're here because they're they're outcasts. They've never fit anywhere in anywhere. Now they're mad. It just gives us their motive. And I think the mo- it's it's a silly history. It's a, it's a, kind of a silly motive as well. But I just like the device, the storytelling device. It wasn't just like throwing it in my like face and them just like talking yes. about it. Yeah. It was it was kind of cool. It's a more elegant way to do it than you might expect from one of these movies. It's just that the information they're giving us is not help. not Subpar. compelling information yeah, it's a it's... more compelling way to deliver a backstory they just didn't flesh out enough of the backstory for it to really connect it what... could have it yeah. could have had something more if they would have connected it maybe yes. even to I, I, young Kerchak or something you yes. know or... i agree with you though that that is better than what i would you would maybe get in some of these other ones where they'd just be like they Remember would be them at night and the this? mom would just be staring there like did you see that boy we can use him to get back to our spot because we were banished from our old home or whatever yeah exactly like, yes yeah, it's, yeah. it's more than that it helps at least 
establish the character relationships at the same time as delivering this information that they are like her babies that she still tells bedtime stories to. Yes, that are like <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're like old 500 gorillas, pounds. Right? Yeah, they're, they're, they're like, huge. Yeah. They're like, mentally, something is yes. not right. Well, they it's, live in a canyon with no nutrition, so it adds up. I guess. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, all right. We come back to Tarzan the next morning, who follows and observes the old gorilla's morning routine. He's collecting food in various ways until he's scared off by a rhino. Um, but as soon as he is scared off by that rhino and runs away, we suddenly hear the zugor again, guys. Huh. Uh, that's weird. And the rhino runs into a tree in fear. And that's when Tarzan spots the old gorilla using one of the vents in the wall to amplify his voice as the zugor. Um, he confronts the old man about it as he's like collecting the fruit that the rhino left behind and the rhino spots them because Tarzan makes too much noise, I guess, and chases them. Tarzan saves the old man and asks the Zugor, I guess he just asked him to teach him some survival skills. I really wasn't sure what he was asking for and specifically. Uh, He's just looking for any sort of help right i guess yeah just in general yeah, help and yeah. it's not at this point he's not asking he's no, not asking not a, like a big ask he's not like no. take me in and, and teach me how to zugor at this point no he's, he's just, just like, like i need help, help. like yes. you just scared this rhino away yeah and got fruit and i can't get any fruit like I, yes. please help me so zugor of course says no but Tarzan then threatens to reveal who the Zugor really is if he doesn't help him, and the two set off together. Um, Tarzan promises not to tell anyone Zugor's secret as they slide down a tunnel, and the reverb, I guess, is just loud enough for Tantor's giant ears to pick up Tarzan's voice. He has super hearing now. I don't know if that was a thing in either of the other movies that we watched, <laughs> but it's great. He Tantor rushes off, tells Turk what he heard, and the two of them set off together to try and find out if Tarzan is really alive. The three little apes want to come with them, but they're like, no, you can't come. You have to cover for us. It's fine. It's great. Uh, it is, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is what it is. There it is. It is what it is, yes. Meanwhile, Tarzan and Zugor head back to Zugor's house, where Zugor points out uh, he can't help Tarzan be a better ape because he isn't an ape. But Zugor does agree that he'll help Tarzan try to find out what he is if it will make him go away. And then we get another montage set to Phil Collins, what I'm deeming a songtage. Uh, even though all montages are set to songs, it feels especially like the song is what matters in Tarzan yes. with the Phil Collins song. Yes. Um, and it is Who Am I is this song, yes. I guess. And there's just right like a bunch of names. Yeah, yeah, right on the nose. <laughs> and there's just a bunch of scenes of Tarzan trying to be like other animals, basically. Um, and it's fine. There's a lot. I didn't. I was gonna list them, and it just kept going. And I was like, I'm not it's writing a lot. this down. It's the only one that cool I really took note of. I like it. The part I took note of is that there's warthogs that look just like Pumbaa at one point. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's fun. That's. Cute. I would say that Cammy did drop everything she was doing at this point of the movie and danced. Oh yeah, well, that's good. Cammy loved this movie. She loved it. She <laughs> laughed. She at, had a like, good time. She would stop and laugh, like which is new for her at her eighteen months old or whatever she is. And I'm not surprised that she doesn't laugh in Kyle's house. 
So that makes sense. <laughs> but she was just like, oh, this is funny. And she would like impersonate the monkeys and stuff. But like this song, she did. She was like doing something else. And she sprinted over as much as a toddler can sprint. And she just like looked at the TV and watched and danced. So she She really it. connected. She was wondering who she is. She's so like, she... am I a monkey? I don't know. Yeah. Might be. Uh, um, in the end, um, it ends with Zugor telling Tarzan he has pluck, which he says is not a compliment. He hates pluck. Yeah. He's Same. just a, Zugor's a real crotchety old man. They're leaning into the George Carlin grumpy old man vibe, I guess. In what this. in the world? Is my pager going off right now? Or is that my ophthalmoscope flashing? That's Dr. Davidson's diagnosis. It's Dr. Davidson's diagnosis. What's wrong with them? I think Mr. Zugor has a personality disorder. This is what we call a schizoid personality disorder, which is a little confusing because the schizoid sounds like schizophrenia. Right. It does. It sounds like something that you would hear somebody insult someone with, like, oh, he's a total schizoid, bro. Like, <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> it's like the, it's the, the whole schizoid, schizophrenia, there's schizotypal as well, and all of that was a nightmare in med school when I was trying to keep things straight in my head. But uh, schizoid personality disorder is, um, it's, it's basically someone who doesn't want to be around people. It's a pervasive pattern of detachment from social relationships and just doesn't enjoy being around people, having relationships, almost always chooses solitary activities, has little, if any, interest in other people or any relationships, uh, takes pleasure in few, if any, activities, lacks close friends. Um, shows emotional coldness, detachment, or flattened act- affectivity. The funny thing about schizoid personality disorder is it's one that like was described a long time ago, but not one that we see as doctors ever because schizoid personality disorder people who who have it they don't go to the doctor. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> so, they like happy they don't bother everybody sad. else. They just <laughs> keep to themselves. So it's like, why is it even a diagnosis if it it's not pertinent to anything? Well, I think he definitely has this. And then maybe even maybe Tarzan even breaks him of his personality disorder in this because at the end he does want to have a relationship with this with Mama Mama whatever Gunda. Yeah, he sees her eyes and he wants to have. A family near the end, so that's it. That's my diagnosis, Mister uh, Mister Zugor has schizoid personality disorder. Boom. Doctor Davidson's diagnosis. Um, I'm not. I don't want to discredit your diagnosis, Kyle, because I do agree he does have those attributes. But I don't know if for it to be a full blown thing, do you have to be born with it? Like, are you always that way, or can it be no, something you're not that always that way? You? It's similar to other personality disorders where your your trigger? history with your life like yeah. drives because it into seems it. like this. It, it's it's like I said, it's a different kind of one because because mm-hmm. we don't see it and we don't see it causing a problem, which is like the main the main reason to call something a disorder is 
disorder. for it to cause stress or a problem in someone's life or cause sound, I mean, destruction. Right? It sounds like very. It sounds close to a person with depression almost in the way that you describe right, it. But, but like, it's yeah. It's, but he's kind of like close to that. But they have no right? desire, and they're they're content. Yeah, are they? They're ways. just content. Like they're not. Because the way you said that they don't have interest in any activities or whatever, like, are they, they're just happy? They're just happy doing nothing in general? Like, yeah. they're not like... They're, they're okay. happy walking around and they're not know, like bumping trees to get mangoes else. and I feel living like, by themselves. And then if anybody were like, hey, let's be friends, they would be like, I don't do that. I don't okay. want that. And then they would kind of go... And, and yeah. I so. assumed that Zugor was really more depressed due to some sort of past life. They never explain his origins, nope. but it seems he, like, like he mentions was part of a like group. He's got a yes. history of. Yeah, not he says it's like too sad in. to say it or whatever or some crap. Mm-hmm. Um, so I assumed maybe he was a leader of some sort who got outed or his whole group died. I don't know. You make and a that, you make a valid point, and yeah. and he does seemingly he I, I think he changes at the end of the movie i get the impression that he could have lived his rest of his life and he seems to me he seems happy you know yeah ish. he liked like like he's grumpy like he would smile when he did it and laugh and it's true but that is is being the zugor and tormenting others a form of liking interacting with others that could then be. breaks the diagnosis of being a schizoid maybe maybe hmm. But my- <laughs> oh, I know. I just think that I, I just felt like uh, in these sorts of stories, it's usually that the person isn't really happy and that the whole point is that they find happiness truly yeah. when they like meet Tarzan or whatever. So I don't know if he's truly content fully in his life as the Zugor or if that's like false bravado. I, I took it more as you, I think you could take it that way for sure. I took it more as that this is his life, and then Tarzan kind of shows him that he could do something different that's like mm. nicer. And he was like, "Oh, you know, maybe I could be like nice and actually treat you as a family member and have a family, and like maybe maybe yeah. this lifestyle isn't like the best because he wants initially he's like you could be a Zugor too. I guess he's kind of bringing himself." bringing him in as a family member but yeah i could see that it could yeah. it could go either way i do it's a disney question. movie so i don't it think it's i don't think it was meant to be a case they, no they wrote the way. character and they were giving <laughs> deep psychological backgrounds to all of them yes absolutely. they had a dossier on his diagnosis guys we have to distinguish is he schizoid or is he just guarded <laughs> he and depressed, just <laughs> and guarded <laughs> depressed. <laughs> i would have it would have made a little bit more sense to lean towards the depressed he's guarded mm. like he's really actually unhappy with his yeah life. they didn't show enough of made... him on his own like the only time we see him where he thinks he's alone he does seem happy which mm-hmm. does seem to lean more towards schizoid behavior I it would guess. make a better story Whoa. Oh my gosh. Kyle, quit flipping your desk because I disagreed with you on one thing. Oh my God. <laughs> oh God, the gun went off. <laughs> I do have a question about the Zugor here. Yes. Just in general. I need to know is he an ape or is he a turkey vulture? <laughs> because his head shape and I can't, I don't see much ape in his. 
besides see much ape but like well, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to tweet t- out a picture of the Zugor and <laughs> yeah, have people vote. What does this look say, more like? It looks to you? like a turkey vulture to me. Like that conic head or whatever. Now are you like- are you accidentally having the same problem that Udo has where he can't tell if they're birds? <laughs> 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 am I a bird? As Udo does point out, all they would need is hollow bones and wings and they'd <laughs> be birds. <laughs> I do see what you're saying with the with saying, the bald head because, like head in cartoons, is turkey vulture from Dumbo. Yeah, it's true. But yes, he is. Yeah, I'll the, give you the a head. Are, but he does have hands. No, I'm just saying, <laughs> who puts that head on an ape? I guess he's just supposed to mirror like a balding old man. Mm-hmm. So the apes thin. in this one, it's like, like yeah. him mold. and the him and the the Udo family, they they're all like. More caricature. They've they're, got that deviant art syndrome that comes up in like our Lion King two thing, where it's they're yeah, over designed compared yeah. to the other apes. Like they try to make them look really distinct in ways that are too big, too instead off, of giving yeah. them like a little Subtle tiny changes, different bit of hair like, or something. Yeah, yeah they make yeah. them way too different. But they're from a different part of the mountain, seemingly. So they've, you never, know. they've never seen the other side. So. That's just what the apes look like on they're that from side. From the sky, they fly <laughs> around with yes. their wings. Uh, uh, um, when he's a shadow, he looks like he's got wings. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Know well, Tarzan and Zugor head back into his tree, where Zugor refuses to let Tarzan sleep near him, which is pretty fucked up. I like Tarzan makes a joke. He walks away, he says, me, Tarzan, you grouch. That's just good, wholesome comedy mm-hmm. reference to classic Tarzan catchphrase. Uh, I don't know why he would speak that way in ape tongue. <laughs> he talks that way when he's learning English because he doesn't know yeah. English but yet. But couldn't it be from, because Zugor says, me, here, you, there. Oh, and then, and then he says it. Tarzan mm, says there it is. that whatever the grouch thing is. Yes. And then that must allude to where he gets it from. Uh, for me, Tarzan. You he learned it from Zugor. Got it from oh the gosh. Zugor. We're adding that uh, to the wiki too. Is Zugor his name, by the way? I don't think we ever learned We what never learned his, his name, name, right? I, yeah. I think we're just so. supposed to assume that yes, like it's his name. Where, he where would you come up with character. that name, Zugor? I don't know, but he says Tarzan can be a Zugor, implying still that Zugor is a species, not a name. Later, yeah. and I just was like, okay, uh, weird. He's but. credited as Zugor, so yeah, fair enough. Who knows? Um, well, uh, Tarzan sees Zugor struggling to sleep, and then they bond over the nests that their moms used to make for them. Um, and Tarzan tries to dig into Zugor's past. But he doesn't want to talk about it, and that's the last that'll ever be addressed. <laughs> yep. um, Turk and Tantor find their way into the same rift that Tarzan came through before, um, and they slide. They get scared by the Zugor, I guess, because Zugor doesn't want to talk about his past. He goes and he says he's going to go keep watch instead of sleep, whatever. So Turk and Tantor then get scared by him. They slide down a ramp. They get launched. Tantor ends up stuck into a vent, and Turk goes flying into Udo and Kago, who uh, argue over what to do with her. And um, this is, yeah, Mama Mama Gunda shows up while they're, like, arguing, and they carry Turk away to interrogate her about where she came from and how she got past the Zugor, basically. 
And then Zugor goes right back to the nest because it's clear that they just wrote these scenes and didn't think about how Zugor needed to be at that rift, so they had to come up with an excuse for Zugor to leave the nest and then go right back to the nest after scaring Turk and Tantor. Uh, so he shows back up at his house and he finds that Tarzan has made him a little hammock nest. Um, and Zugor is impressed by the nest and compliments Tarzan on being clever. And this, I guess, reminds Tarzan that he's clever, but not clever enough to figure out what he is and declares mm-hmm. that he's a nothing. And then they just go to bed, <laughs> sadly. Sad. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking well, of sad, right. there was that scene with Kala being sad. And um, I did like the, the piano music behind it was You'll Be In My Heart theme, just kind of playing behind her. And I thought that Aww. was a nice little touch. That made is me a nice feel, touch. Made me feel feelings. You felt feelings. They tricked you with the music into feeling feelings. Yeah. Dang it, Phil. <laughs> feel, Phil feeling feelings. They do. That's You want to, if you... If you want to feel, call him Phil Collins. That's what they say. Uh, They sure do. Yep. So, uh, back with the bad gorillas, Turk is being literally held captive by Udo. This is where I wrote bad gorillas. I put a question mark. I'm like, are they bad? This is where I really was questioning. Like, they're not really bad. They just want to not live in this wasteland. They just want their mom to tell them what to do. Yeah. Um, they're keeping Turk, a child captive. They are keeping so a child that captive, makes them but bad. But they haven't really been bad yet, right? They're only keeping her captive because she doesn't tell them how to leave this canyon. Like, <laughs> it's not like they're torturing Turk or like breaking just her finger. Yeah, and it's not like if they left Turk alone. What's the alternative? Turk is now alone in this Same vast spot, yeah. wasteland. wasteland. Yeah, yes. nothing. Yeah. Um, well, Turk gets them fighting she outsmarts them and they start wrestling and they drop her and she just gtfos out of there um and then we come back to zugor who wakes up comfortably from his sleep and sees tarzan using a vine to lasso a banana down from a tree which is pretty impressive um he compliments tarzan but tarzan still thinks he's inferior because he could only get one banana rather than climb up there and grab them all Whatever, dude. You got a banana. Like, yeah, like that's some get, like so. pretty great. If you told lasso. me to make a vine lasso, I yeah. would not be able to do it in a million years. I don't know. How I've to tried make a... to like sling a lasso before. Like it's hard. Like you no. have to. No, it's very. There's no impressive. way I could do it. Yes, it's very impressive. Tarzan is very smart um, mm-hmm. for like having no education and just being a gorilla. Um, <laughs> the human yeah. gorilla. Yes. Um, let's see. Uh, Zugor decides that if Tarzan uh, really wants to be something, that maybe he could, in fact, be a Zugor. Um, Tarzan loves this idea. He embraces Zugor. Zugor then orders his Zugor in training to use his vine to go round up some food. Seems like Zugor's just taking advantage to get some food, really. That's <laughs> <Yes>, uh, true. <laughs> Tarzan runs off to go do just that. Back by the vents, Tantor is rescued by Turk, and they start racing to get out of there and immediately bump into Tarzan and explain their situation. Um, Tarzan tells them he knows a great place to hide if the big apes are following them. Little do they know that the big apes are, in fact, watching them uh, from way up high. 
and they're look they're trying to see if they know a way to get past Zugor, basically. And then after a brief scene of Kala realizing, um, wait, I guess I missed the scene that you brought up of Kala being sad earlier. Yeah. Oh, okay. I did miss it uh, in my notes, but she headed off. The three gorillas immediately blew that Tarzan was still alive, and Kala went off to yeah. look for him too. Yeah, and that happened like six like scenes babies. ago, and I just you can't didn't trust write a baby. Down. Like, well, yeah, like so Turk bad. and uh, mm, Tantor. Yes, they like ba- tell the babies, and they're like, "Babies, you can't tell yeah. Kala," and then Kala. Yes learns from the babies and the babies like follow her yes this is where she realizes that those little apes are following her i was just confused because i forgot to mention that, that she, she even left. knew tarzan was yes. alive yes love um, the little so babies though you do love those little babies they kind of remind me of the three little bear brothers from like brave or whatever They're just the cutest little like i just remember as a kid <laughs> i always wanted like a stuffed little ape from one of the from the first movie but they only made like you know tarzan and turk and tantor like they only made the main people i was like i just want a tiny little baby monkey i don't care who it is and they didn't make them i just like that your dream wasn't to have an actual baby monkey but to have a (laughs) stuffed baby baby monkey monkey. i wasn't asking for the moon i just wanted you know tiny little because remember going into the disney store as a kid at -hmm. the mall and it was literally, there was that giant mountain oh, yeah. of stuffed animals. Oh, yeah. Just Ooh. the dream. And yes. you could, like, they changed mo- some of them out, you know, with different movies that came out. And I'm like, why are there no baby monkeys? In the nondescript baby monkeys, and they never yep. had them, so. I guess what we're saying is, Doug Adelsperger, if you're listening to this, you failed as a father. You didn't get your daughter the one thing she always dreamed of, a stuffed baby yes. gorilla. Baby. Uh, I so. did get a chimp at one point. I must I must. An actual monkeys. chimp. A yes. real-life chimp. <laughs> he lives in our basement. You failed, Doug. You got her a real-life chimp. You just she didn't want a real one. <laughs> Um, okay, so Kala realizes the little apes are following her, and then Tarzan and Co. arrive at Zugor's tree. He tells them, he Tarzan tells Tantor and Turk that he's not going to go back to the herd, because uh, they're better off without him, and he is a Zugor now. Unfortunately, as he explains the situation that there is no Zugor monster, the three medium-to-bad apes appear. <laughs> Uh, and reveal themselves. And they angrily dump Zugor into the water and destroy his tree for tricking them, which is justified. Yes, very fair. He has imprisoned them for no reason. For no reason at all. And no benefits it? Yeah, no. No, literally just to torture them for joy. He's a sociopath, if anything, is my diagnosis. Mm -hmm. He's fucked up. He's like... He is the true villain of this story. It's not like like they were part of his old herd and they betrayed him uh and he banished them. It's just that they happened to fall in. He was already doing the Zugor shtick at that point and Mm -hmm. decided to just torture them and never let them get out of the canyon that they live in with no food. Yeah. Yay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So Zugor is the villain of this movie. 
Uh, Zugor runs off angry at Tarzan for giving away a secret because Tarzan did promise never to tell anybody. Angry or butthurt? <laughs> I guess butthurt. That's <laughs> but a good hurt. way to put it. Yes. Um, as they tear apart the tree, Mamagunda and the gang see the jungle that Tarzan comes from, and they proclaim that they're moving in, and there's no one who's going to stop them. <laughs> uh, yeah, and this is where I was just very... Con- this is where it really all came to a head, where it became clear that she had never seen that jungle before and therefore had to have been from somewhere else. Just and- the other side of the jungle, which probably looks the same as this side of the jungle, right? <laughs> very confused. It doesn't make any sense. I love it. They're like, Turk, where did you come from? It's like, where do you think Turk came from? <laughs> They're the, ri- the only spot in and out of this place. <laughs> Like, like I, maybe the other side is just like savanna, because there's like a rhino. They're, like yeah. rhinos don't just traipse around the like the thick jungle. I don't right? think you're a they veterinarian. The, I don't think you know what rhinos do. They gotta live in the <laughs> in the savanna or something, you know? Like it's savanna. weird. This whole area is weird. It doesn't make any sense. Savannah. It's like it's like in Lost when they're like going around and all of a sudden a polar bear comes out of nowhere. They're like, what the heck? Why is there a polar yeah. bear here? That's true. And there was that scene in this movie with the others and like the shadow monster that attacked them. Yeah, I don't know. That's the extent of my lost knowledge right there. I just laid out every single detail I know. You're gonna make me want to rewatch Lost. I love Lost because the the first season they just they threw some stuff in there for intrigue and clearly had no plan going forward of what was even gonna happen with like the polar bears. Like why was that a thing? And then they make it like work later, and I love it regardless. But fair enough. Yes. That's our that's our podcast plan. We've been dropping little things. Little if you go back heads. and pay attention, that all these tangents that we go on are going to add up to one amazing payoff as we go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, we cut back to Kala and the little apes making their way to the mountain. Uh, for a second, and then we just go right back to Tarzan, who's looking for the Zugor. Uh, he asked him for help warning Kerchik about the new gorillas. We're not even worried. There's three gorillas. I mean, mm-hmm. Tarzan's family's way bigger. They can take these guys. This is not a problem yeah, at Kerchik all. Yeah, Kerchik can take both. Like, they're, both yes. those, the, the, they're big gorillas, right? But they're idiots. Like, exactly. The one that's supposed to be angry and violent, like, loses... To Uto, or, like, the dumb one. Like, yeah. Udo has him, like, when they're, like, fighting earlier over Turk. Like, yes. Udo, like, wins that fight. So I'm like, well, he's not a good fighter. He's just angry. And so Kerchak could absolutely just demolish these two. So... Yes, he could. Um, all right. So Zugor is as Carrie put it, too butthurt uh, that Tarzan betrayed him and tells him to go back to his family alone. And then Zugor heads back to his nest where he is finally seems to find being alone to be a bad thing once he gets there. He's like reminded of being there with Tarzan and now he's sad to be alone. Mm-hmm. Um, this is funny. He goes to find the Zugor and Turk and Tantor ran off, right? And they're like, you go, we're faster, so we'll get there ahead of you. Tarzan goes, has a whole conversation with Zugor, runs off, immediately catches up to Turk and Tantor, who are allegedly <laughs> faster than him. They got lost. Uh, I guess. They, they're just running, and they get to a point in the oh, road, and he immediately oh, shows there's up. Like, there's a cache in here. Oh. 
There's a cash. Cash, what'd you think of the movie? Hey, we're back. What was wrong with cash? He had to pee. That's fair enough. Classic. All right. Kyle says that cash was in bed the whole time, but that he <laughs> did see Norman running around on the camera. Yeah. Uh, Great. So Norman's creepy, man. Great. Norman came in the room. Knock, knock. Gosh, I would have just screamed <laughs> bloody murder. I would not be here. I would have left just the whole house. I would just left. There'd just be a smoke outline yes. of Carrie and yes. just psh, we hear shattering no, no, through the glass. No, no. All right. Well, we're back, folks, to the show. Um, What the? Where the hell were we in this thing? Um... Uh, Tarzor catches up to Turk and Tantor, and the three of them go sliding through some vents to try and get down the mountain faster. That's where we were. There it Uh, is. And then it cuts to Kala and the three little apes making their way up the mountain. They bump into the bad gorillas while they're doing that. Uh, Tarzan arrives just in time to see Kala and the little apes get knocked onto a ledge, the precarious ledge, where they are in extreme danger. Uh, and then Zugor comes flying out and like distracts the bad gorillas. He like bonks them on the head, I guess. Yeah, he like really... jumps on their heads and they like get completely knocked out. He whack a moles them. Yeah, yeah, he does. And he like it's they, he does, he like jumps on their heads and it yes. does not look like anything that would knock anybody out, especially giant. Yeah, especially a gorilla that's like three times Zugor's weight. So yeah, like, you and they'd be fine. They just get knocked out, and it's just yep. unbelievable. Uh, um, so uh, he he explains to Tarzan that he has figured out what Tarzan is. He's a Tarzan. He's unique, and he can do mm. things no one else can do, and he should embrace it, guys. We got to embrace our own special strengths. And then an inspired Tarzan uh, sets off, immediately somehow sets up a bunch of Home Alone style booby traps (laughs) to attack Udo and Kago, who are basically Harry and Marv from Home Alone. I don't don't get why he's doing it, though. Uh, He's fighting them. That's his way of fighting them. But they're like running away, right? Like they're not they're, running. Oh, they're trying to get to his family. I, yes. Yeah. He's trying so to he's stop like, them from stop getting them from getting to Kerchak. Yes. Because Kerchak will murder them. I sure. Mean, Kerchak will why, just because like, Kerchak will feel bad for snapping their necks like twigs. So yeah. let's scare them <laughs> yes. away. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think it's pretty crazy to me that Zugor is like little kid. Go fight these two giant gorillas. <laughs> Not yeah. since David and Stitch the movie have I seen such <laughs> reckless abandon yeah. for a child's well-being. Um, so, yeah, Tarzan sets off these traps. Eventually, he, like, scares them away with his skills. Um, and then Zugor starts fighting Mama Gunda and uh, compliments her eyes while they're wrestling, guys. Uh, it's so out of nowhere, and you're out like, oh, are they really nowhere. trying? Mm-hmm. Are they really trying to make this a love? I thought it was thing? very romantic. Oh, uh, <laughs> he hasn't touched, Zugor hasn't seen, or he hasn't touched a female gorilla in a long time. So exactly. he's the first one he's... that comes around. He's just like, well. It's time. Hey, listen, Mama Gunda's a fine-looking lady, okay? <laughs> she looks good for two sons, okay? That's fine. Two giant sons that have probably been draining the life out of her for 
decades. Yes. Two giant sun babies. They are yes. giant babies. Uh, um, so at this point, uh, while while Zoo or while Udo and Kago are running away, Tarzan sees Kala like clinging to survive. Uh, the babies get rescued by Turk and Tantor or whatever. Kala's barely gripping on because the ledge broke. Tarzan uses his big brains to like swing in and save her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it like kind of fades to them being safe elsewhere, I think. And Udo and Kago show up again. A couple things about this. I do like there's a one, it's my favorite shot of the movie. And it's a sort of a 3D shot, but it's. Um, we see like three different things. We see like like Kala and the kids like hanging on the cliff. It's th- this is all happening over a backdrop of this giant waterfall and this mm-hmm. like giant drop. And so it like pans out and like you get to see her and them. And I think it's like maybe maybe the maybe it's Kago fighting or something. And then Turk and Tantor like up mm-hmm. on the top of the waterfall. And it's just a very big wide yeah. shot that it was I, I really it was really cool to see like three different parts of the animation happening at the same time and I felt like that shot maybe took a little effort to do and I thought it was worth mentioning I thought it was pretty cool give it a shout out give it's a great. shout out uh, yep. and then yeah. I thought there was something else I was gonna say but I don't remember my thought so. there was that the vine that Tarzan swings in on we were like excuse me how are you holding an entire gorilla and well well they do switch yes Yes. they switch but that's a very strong vine it is well it must be obviously one of those really good vines (laughs) from tarzan and jane (laughs) that's the good one (laughs) yes those special ones that can hold an airplane airplane. (laughs) yes So Absolutely. I'm not questioning the logic of the strength of these vines because I've seen them pushed to the Oh, yeah, we've seen, uh, seen, we've seen these yeah. vines. Uh-huh. Um, also, this was when, so like, I don't know, maybe halfway through the movie, when, when after they harped on Tarzan, like, oh, he's like so slow, I was like, oh, he's going to learn how to swing in this movie. Like, that's his yeah. big, big moment, and this is his big moment where he swings out on the vine and rescues his mom, and uh, I liked it. I, I thought it was cool. I guess that's fine. Do the other ones not swing? Is he the only person who swings? Yeah. Okay. I guess that's fair. Pretty sure. I don't know. I mean, I think they swing a little bit, but not like Tarzan swinging, you know? Yeah. He's the king of swing, is what they call him. Uh, They arrive, like, safely elsewhere. Udo and Kago show up again, and they're ready to start up a ruckus, but then their mom is like, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh, boys! (laughs) I'm hooking up with Zugor now. And she's like, we're not going to be bad guys, even though we weren't bad guys. Talk about Stockholm Syndrome. She's falling for the person who's been holding them captive for so long. Uh, So, and then it's just sometime later, Tarzan and Kala walk together. He explains that his mom was right. And what's important is that he's part of a family. He says goodbye to Zugor, who heads off to be a family with Gunda and co, because they can't be in this group because they're not in the next movie, as we know. So they just can't be here. Um, Turk starts chasing Tarzan I did like again. That. I did like oh. that when they pieced out because I was like, OK, like, how is how is how are they going to have Zugor like not be in this kid's life? 
And he just leaves and never sees Tarzan like, again, I guess. They're like, hey, we're like going off on our own. Like, we, you won't see us again. Really basically. seems like he didn't care much about Tarzan, I guess, though. If yeah. He's just like, all right, bye. I'm going to go hook yeah. up with this chick. Yeah. Shack up with her and her <laughs> shitty sons. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, Turk starts chasing Tarzan again. Only now he makes his way through the trees much faster in classic cool Tarzan fashion, sliding and swinging or whatever, until he lands on top of a tree and he does his classic bit and the movie ends. I love the ending. I love that. I like the ending too. I like the last shot. It was really it was cool good. with him doing his his Tarzan mm-hmm. yell. Is yeah. Woohoo! And we all got up and cheered because it was so awesome! Yes! Yeah, it's okay. So, what do we do next? Do we do best performers next? I mean, that, or do you think it's time for the weekly wiki? That that's what I came up with. That was wicked, bro. That's what, wicked that's what weekly I came up wiki with name you just came up with. <laughs> the week, the <laughs> weekly <laughs> Disney wiki. Oh, which right. Is, Let's hear it. <laughs> well, there's got? like nothing on there. I was really disappointed. Like no really good comments, but the trivia is great. And let me tell you. So, so let's go through some of these fantastic. There's there's three tri- trivias, and they're really okay. they're they're just very Disney wiki esque. So, did you know that in this movie? That Kala tickles Tarzan's toes, just how Tar, just like how Tarzan tickles Jane's in the first film. Did you notice that? <laughs> I did notice that of the twelve ways to tickle toes, she chose the same way that Tarzan tickles toes. So that wow, that was yeah. a great, great catch. Yeah, only uh, true fans would really pick that. One up, so, uh, did you know that that? Jane does not appear in this film because Tarzan is young and they wouldn't have met yet. Did you know this? That's the worst, the worst factoid I've ever read in my life. Oh, wow. It's not a factoid, it's trivia. Did you know, hey guys, did you know that Stitch does not appear in this movie because it is, in fact, not part of the Lilo and Stitch universe? It's true. And there were no there were no Stitch previews where he's in the other no. movies in this one, right? Oh, no, man. none. Where the, where the no interstitials. Yeah. No interstitials. I, I was trying to think of the word. Okay. Oh, man. And then this is just the last one, which is just Harrison Chad voices Tarzan in this movie, who as well voices Boots from Dora the Explorer and Go Diego Go. Now that is actually fun information. That's like a the trivia, but while, of all the actors in this movie, yeah, that I think that's the things. biggest get. Is they got, <laughs> dude, they got boots. Got boots. They got <laughs> boots. <laughs> Holy shit! So there it is. That that's that's the weekly wiki. It's hard to get boots. It's hard to get boots because if you make him a bad offer, he'll let you know that this boots is made for walking. He'll walk right away <laughs> from that bad offer. That's what. That's just what he'll do. Exactly. Um, should we talk about best performers then, guys? Yeah, let's do it. Mm. Now we got that wicked wiki. I'm gonna. Well, who wants to go first? Should we defer to our guest to go first? You yeah, have the let's, honor yeah, let's, of going first. Go ahead. Wow. A lot of best pressure. I know theory. this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. I, I do remember Kyle telling me that this would be a thing, and me mm-hmm. walking away from Perfect. the TV and Perfect. saying. No, nobody should get this because nobody had 
an outstanding performance compared to anybody else would be my assumption. How dare you. I will say, though, that <laughs> the only person that sticks out, good or bad, really, to me, was Mama Gunda. Just because, I mean, she did what she had to do, but she also knew her kids were extremely annoying and stood by him. There it is. There it is. Listen, I will. I'm gonna. I love it. Estelle Harris deserves it. Yes. Uh, and and that's fine. Can I? I'll jump in next then, and I will say. Go ahead. I also have Estelle Harris in my right. best performer, but mine is a three way tie between oh, Brad good. Garrett, Ron Perlman, and Estelle Harris together as a trio. I think the three of them are the most consistently entertaining part of the movie when they're just together i find them funny like they do a good job of embodying their very one note characters but they make them funny together their performances feel cohesive together as a group even if they have no backstory or (laughs) compelling narrative of any sort they're still engaging so i'm giving it to them that that's a that's a good choice all three of them because i i liked I like them as well, but I <laughs> I gotta tell you, the voice to delivery is Zugor <laughs> really got me. I don't know. I'm giving it to George Carlin as Hell Zugor. Yeah. I I think he did okay, so <laughs> so he gets he gets my best performer, and I just for some reason the Zugor thing just. I don't know. I just thought it was unique and fun. It was just a fun thing right, in this listen, movie. So George Carlin, one George of the Garland greatest comedians it. of all time. I'll allow it. Let's. I think he was the first host on SNL. I feel like he performs the very in first the, host. I, I know think, he was in it. I think he performs at least in the very first episode. I'm not sure if he's actually the host, but yeah, cool. love George Carlin. He's what are, he's what are we what are we giving these guys for the uh, award? Great, we're giving them. I said I was giving them a nice golden rock for my guys because that's what they like to sleep on is a pile <laughs> yes, of rocks. Yes, they do like uh, the rock pillows. There's know. some good deliveries. I think Brad Garrett has some great deliveries. Brad Garrett's of, just great. Yeah. And, I mean, he's... What, what is this line from an extremely goofy movie that we always quote? He's like the... Says something, baby. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Nine one one, baby. Nine one one. That's yeah. <laughs> Love Brad Garrett. Yeah, I I don't know what to give them. That's the best I got. I guess I'm giving them a place to live. I don't like. That's what they've earned is uh, a a new home. Yeah. I'll give uh, George Carlin a hammock. I'll send him a hammock. All right, that's good. I like that. Zugor deserves, liked his he hammock. He deserves. So. I mean, we could just give them all a golden banana. They're they're all gorillas. They like bananas. They, they yeah. love a good banana. True. I think that's true. I think gorillas like bananas. All right. Do turkey vultures like bananas, though? They, that's the good question. My final thoughts on this movie. I will go ahead and steal going first so that Carrie doesn't have to. Please do. Um, it looked good. Even the bad stuff, like I said, I thought was charmingly bad. Not in a way where it, like, it didn't look bad as in they cheaped out. Or were, like, not putting in effort at times. It just looked bad in the way of, like, this is a technological limitation. You've bit off more than you can chew with your resources for, like, some of the CG stuff. Uh, The performances are all at least decent. Like, nobody really is, like, ugh, you're giving a real stinker of a performance. 
Um, but we get no backstory on any of the new characters, so I don't feel a connection really to any of them or anything that's happening with them in the slightest. And I know they have no future story of any importance either. They're just here to help move Tarzan's plot along a little bit. The whole thing is just thin on story. Overall, it feels like one TV show episode idea that got stretched out to be 60 minutes long. Um, it's entertaining slash not horrendous from moment to moment when you're watching it. I'm not like any given scene. I'm not like, well, this is dog shit while I'm watching that scene, but it's never compelling as a whole. And it doesn't feel like it adds up to much. Compared to Tarzan and Jane, though, it's a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> Two out of five old bones is what I gave it, because I got nothing. Tarzan kept saying Zugor had old bones, and it made me okay. laugh. So I did it. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Uh, Carrie, you want to go next? I can. Um, I, too, believe it should have just been... a. a at one episode that's all it needed <laughs> like there was if you're gonna add backstory sure give it an hour but if you're not gonna there was just a lot of walking around mm-hmm. um happy phil collins made an appearance think his songs are too on the nose however you know he was probably given the script and told to write a song about it so it is what it is when it comes to that hated that the background didn't move when the characters moved <laughs> really bugged me every single scene I do agree that the actors in general, good performances. Two out of five baby monkeys. Beautiful. Nice. Carrie's dream world, there's with five baby monkeys instead of three. Can you imagine? (laughs) So snugly. Too much. Well, again, we're going to end on a good note, or at least a better note, because I am a little bit higher on this one than you guys are. Not much higher, but... um, He's insane. I I think... I I like want to commend... So... I went into this movie with very low expectations. Midquels don't really, I don't really like the idea of a midquel being titled as like, you know, Tarzan two. I don't even, is there even a tagline for this movie? Like, it is the legend begins. The legend begins. Okay. So at least yes. it like, you know, going one. into it that it's about a kid. It's, and it, and it shows Tarzan as a kid on the cover. They don't do anything hokey in the beginning, which is like, you know, Tarzan as an adult, like, oh, what if they I They don't was do a the kid? Tarzan and Jane bullshit where they make yeah. a flashback. <laughs> yes. Um, I, it looked like they tried to put some thought into, like, what would Tarzan be looking for as a kid? And I thought I, I appreciated him looking for a father figure or a place where he, like, fits in because he never has a father figure. In Tarzan, he doesn't really ever, like, seem to need that. He, like, supersedes Kerchak but he's very much into the gorilla lifestyle where he just needs to like supersede him. He doesn't really need Kerchak's guidance or anything. I guess, but he does seem like he's really seeking Kerchak's approval as a father figure in yes, Tarzan yeah. 1. Yes, his approval, not yeah. necessarily like, I never feel guidance. like he wants a relationship with Kerchak or anything. He wants approval. But... He doesn't want Kerchak to teach him anything. Yes. Well, yeah, but that is yeah. all. Yeah, it makes sense because he is like fully formed Tarzan. At yeah, that he's point. like 30 years. I something mean, I do so. think that when we see brief bits of kid Tarzan in the first one, I do get that vibe that he would like a mentorship from Kerchak. Yes. And yes. this is an extrapolation of that song mm-hmm. montage. Yes, so it is. It's the it makes song. sense that that's the focus. It's all about Son of Man. <laughs> and so, so I like that that was 
just part of it. And I really thought that the him learning how to swing, I thought it wasn't, I thought it was subtle enough and just kind of a cool little deal. And so I like that part for him, but I agree with everything else. All the other characters while they were entertaining were, were definitely shallow and it did feel like an idea for a TV episode that was just stretched out over 60 minutes. And so, um, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's all I wanted to say about it, but I, and I really enjoyed how they kept the theme from the original Phil Collins came back with music. The voice cast was great. Um, so they really put money into this thing to try and make it the best it could be. But really all it comes out to me was, was, 3.25 3.25 prehensile toes out of five. So, Classic. pretty uh, a decent amount higher than you guys. That is but. that is a chunk. That's well into what I would consider good territory. So that's yeah, yeah. it's good. Three 3.25 out of five, or you know, six and a half out of ten. I thought it was. I don't think it deserves anything higher than that. I gave it a little bit more just because I I thought Tarzan's growth as a character, or at least. Uh, it seemed like what he would seem like as a kid. It just it didn't seem too disconnected from what I would believe him to be. So it's cool. There's our thoughts. I have one last Tarzan thought. I get why he does in the movie. Don't get me wrong. But why does Tarzan wear clothes as a character? It be, he wants yeah. to be like an ape, and none of them wear clothes. Yeah, there'd be no way he would. And yeah. And like and I tweeted before jungle. that I find it very weird that he's clean shaven as an adult as well. He yeah, would 1000% be trying me. to grow out yeah. his beard to look more ape-like. And his dad has huge facial hair. So we there's no way that he's naturally clean shaven. Yeah. Nobody. Mm-hmm. What a grown man has absolutely zero beard. Like, yeah. It makes the, the only thing though, and maybe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> The only thing that would make sense even a little bit would be like, like gorillas, like their their junk, their genitals are like mostly in, junk. Right? Is that the They're scientific like term for it, doctor? Their junk. Yeah, so he yes. wants it to be hidden more. So I guess. He, I don't know. All right. But it doesn't make any sense. You're right. He shouldn't be wearing clothes. Tarzan, or, sorry, Kyle walks into an office with a patient. He's like, let's see that junk. Like, There's something wrong with that your junk. junk. It's, it's, it's like the term junk for genitals um, alright well that I guess is the end of Tarzan 2 discussion Kyle do you want to play a game just me yes because Carrie's already played I'm uh, so you don't know this Kyle but earlier this week I texted Carrie some oh, movie related personal questions <laughs> Uh, and got her answers, and it is your job to try to guess your wife's answers oh, in, good. in the not-so-newlywed game. That's what we're going to be playing. It, it cut out. What did you say? The not-so-newlywed not game. Not-so-newlywed game. Perfect. Today. So we're going to see how well you know your wife. I'm getting all these right. Look, yeah. I know. Absolutely are. We'll start off with play. a very easy one, Kyle. What was the first movie that you and Carrie ever saw together in theaters? Paranormal Activity in the theaters. Look at that. That is what, although Boom. Carrie is a little bit unsure <laughs> because she put Paranormal Activity parentheses two? Question mark? Was it the second one? I really think it was because I don't think I would have seen the first, um, the, se- the yes, second one without it was seeing definitely, the first. It was definitely not the first one because I was excited about going to the theater for it. And I wouldn't have gone with 
you if I hadn't seen the first one and knew I'd be okay, like not freaking out about it. Yeah, mm. it must have been two. I don't think. Weren't you there, Scott? No, it was really, Nero, right? Or it was Chandler? Somebody Nero was and Chandler, up? multiple people were there. Well, they were supposed to, but somebody didn't show up, and someone showed up late. Scott wasn't there. I don't think. Even if I was, there's zero chance I would remember. <laughs> I have the worst memory for. If I were playing this game, I would lose. I don't know <laughs> things at all. It was uh, the second one. It was one of them. All right. I think the second one makes the most sense. It'd be easy. I think it was, was it We could look the up 80s? the year. Well, we could I mean, look up what year it was because that's true. You could just look up what year it would have been. Two thousand nine. Yeah. <laughs> look it up. Kyle, get to work. When did you and your wife see this movie? Because it might have been... Two came out in 2010. It must have been two then. Yeah, makes sense. Yep. All right, we've solved that mystery of the very first question. Thank goodness. The easy one. All right. Now, Kyle, now it's where you have to actually, I guess, know Carrie's taste a little bit more. So, Carrie's in the car. Someone hands her the aux cord. She has to choose a Disney song to put on for everyone to sing along to. What is she picking? That is that is a tough one. <laughs> Disney song that she... Let, let me just... Give me a second. Here. Give him a second. Let him think. Think through. Um... It's, oh my gosh, I don't even, um, a man who knows for everyone to wife. sing along to, it's, I'm just gonna, I'm just basically guessing, and I'm just gonna say a whole new world. Kyle, that's incorrect. <sighs> Carrie, Carrie, what would you put on? The entire High School Musical soundtrack. <laughs> oh, One perfect. through three. <laughs> all three. I can't say I disagree with that take at all. Uh, yep. A bunch of bangers on there. <laughs> all right, that's one miss. What happens if Kyle doesn't get... Is our marriage on the right? line right now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you don't get this, you have to go live in fear of the Zugor in Good. in that valley of nothing. No food. Yep, there <laughs> so, it is. There Perfect. it is. All right, well, this one will be easy then. I mean... I asked Carrie, if you had to leave Kyle and get with a fictional character from a movie, who would you choose? A fictional character in a movie? Yes. Any movie? Yes. But it's obviously Dominic Toretto. <laughs> it's obviously ding, ding, ding. obvious. I gotta say, I'm a little bit surprised by this answer, only because I know Carrie loves Vin Diesel, but I didn't know that that extended to... Oh, it's wanting first... to be in a relationship with Dominic <laughs> no, Toretto. No, it is first and foremost Dominic Toretto. That's therefore. Mm-hmm. I see easy. you have a type because <laughs> what I think exactly, Kyle. I think well, practically I like, Dominic Toretto. I mean, it's well, it's Dominic Toretto. It's Tarzan. It's a little bit of both. <laughs> it's just like I feel like Dominic Toretto would be one of the last people I would ever want to be married to in a million years. He is the <laughs> most loyal is person he? he's like, oh, yeah. to he's a fault. To he a were, death. He would I think die. if he were a really... For someone who loves family and is loyal or whatever, in Fast 9 he's like living on a farm, pulling out shotguns when anybody arrives. Like They're completely isolated from their friends and family and 
horrible environment to raise a child to have a kid who you have to put into like hiding when a stranger shows up because you might get into a shootout like you know they're a little bit too far gone at that point like things have escalated for yeah. sure i think maybe a maybe a a fast one dominic toretto actually at that point i feel like he's Maybe he's a little too sexist. He's got two thousand sexist vibes yeah, I'd in say... that stage. Oh yeah, which which Dominic? Yeah, which Toretto? Fast and Furious they Dominic Toretto? Do change. I'd say four through seven. I think that's fair. Four you don't. Seven. You want. You want pre him betraying the family for whenever his the son. one where I was pregnant and I saw the one where his kid was being held hostage and that was real tough. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. fate. Of cried the, the furious. Whole that one yeah. was tough. The eighth one. I needed to check out. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Well, Kyle, she actually gave me two answers for this. So, can you also guess her animated answer? Uh. Huh. This was surprising to me. The answer, but can I, get I will it, say can it I does. Get a, lead... Is it? Can I get like a animated? Is it a Disney? It is yeah. a Disney. It is for a move. We've covered the sequel to this movie. It's got to be a prince, right? It's got to be like, I don't know. Is it Prince Eric? It's not Prince Eric. The lamest of the princes? Yes. <laughs> okay, your answer isn't much better than Prince Eric. It's I, John I would agree. Smith. John Smith. <laughs> Just look at yourself in a mirror, Kyle. I know. John Smith is much more on brand <laughs> for a type. It's for sure. Look at I you mean, flopping your hair around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yes. and and you're also very similar to Mel Gibson in your general demeanor, Kyle. Oh, so good, that really wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I asked Carrie if you had access to any food and none of the calories, what would your ideal movie snack be? Uh well, this is tough because she loves. <laughs> Carrie does not seem loves, to think that it's tough based on the look on her face. Well, she loves, I mean, she loves popcorn, right? Mm-hmm. It's got to be popcorn. You are, you have a partial correct. Partial correct. So it's correct. popcorn. There's more to it. Popcorn and. How well, it's, I don't know, popcorn and peanut butter. <laughs> You really reacted to peanut butter, Carrie. <laughs> I mean, I love peanut butter, but what if I ever eaten popcorn and peanut butter at the same time? I don't think at the same time. I was thinking separate. What else do I eat with popcorn at a movie? Uh, uh, oh, um, you, <laughs> Mr. Pib. There, there it, it is. is. There it is. Yep. Way popcorn and Mr. Pib. All right, Kyle, you're doing pretty well. You're doing pretty well is here. He? I mean, he got half He's of that one. He's doing better than not. He's got like a solid 50% going That's on. That's pretty good. You're, right you're now. killing it. Yeah. But Carrie, well, we'll see. Okay. I asked Carrie, if you're in a bad mood and need cheering up with a movie, what is your go-to pick? Um, I would say, I would probably say Baby Mama. But I don't know if that's right. <laughs> that's a good choice. It's not, it's not right, but it is a... At least, I guess, a kind of a close answer. I would say it's a close answer. Yes. Uh, Carrie answered Just Friends. The oh, really? <laughs> Ryan Reynolds <laughs> movie, Reynolds. Oh, I yeah. think. With, oh, uh, yeah. It's a I'm good sure. one. It's, it's kind of Christmassy, kind of not. You can watch it anytime. Okay. 
It's good, but I would say Baby Mama was around that same time of my life. Yeah, but I thought I you would say are... Fast and Furious, which is what I would have imagined as well. I that's kind of why I asked because I figured the answer couldn't be Fast and the Furious, but that that would be the obvious guess direction to go. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, I like this one. This is I asked. Carrie, what's the worst movie that Kyle has ever made you watch? <laughs> it's gonna be it's gotta be a time loop movie. <laughs> is it I don't know. <laughs> hmm. uh, um the worst one I've ever made you watch. I'm just gonna guess it's Groundhog Day. Can I I'm gonna that's wrong, but can I give you a hint, Kyle? Yeah. You love this movie. <laughs> Oh my, is this going to break my heart? <laughs> is this going to break me? You have twice... Big Trouble Little China? Yes! <laughs> yes! Big Trouble Little China! Yes! Yes! Why are you cheering for this? I hate it. I love Big Trouble Little China! <laughs> Loves it so much that he's happy. we got to watch it again. But it was even I think mentioned. if you give it one more shot. I'm going to say... I don't know, Carrie, the best in the world, but I can't imagine any amount of shots is going to make her love Big Trouble Little China. Maybe if I take a few shots, then watch Big is. Trouble Little China. There it is. While taking uh, a nice nap. I'm going to rewatch it still. It's still on my immediate rewatch list because I'm you doing all the You guys got to watch it together movies. at this point. Ooh, I don't know about that. That could be... Mm, yeah. Kyle loves that movie so much that it could be hard to watch. The pressure is too him. much. Yes. It's one of those movies where I would sit next to the TV and watch Scott as he's watching. Yeah. Here's what we'll do. And Kyle, we'll get together. Since I'm since <laughs> I want you to watch a Carpenter movie starring Kurt Russell and you want me to rewatch a Carpenter movie starring Kurt Russell, we'll watch The Thing and Big Trouble Little China. Okay. Uh, and yes, sure. two. Two for I've watched uh, Big Trouble Little China. This is the only one from the '80s that I need to rewatch. Every one of his movies is good in the '80s. He made eight movies in a decade, and they're all good. It's crazy. Wow, John Carpenter. Yeah, that's crazy. It is. That is wow. an in- insane. His first ten movies are all good because his yeah. It's is funny. Big Trouble Little China the last one of those eight? No, that's like mid mid run. Okay, for him. Yeah, it's. He does. Carpenter's mostly a horror director, famously. Um, So Big Trouble Little China and like Starman are like his only two non-horror movies of the '80s, and they're Hmm. both. I mean, they're both supposed. They're both loved by others, not by Carrie, as we found out. (laughs) Um, Okay. All right. Well, let's let's stick with let's go with a positive note here. (laughs) And Kyle, what is your wife's favorite Disney cartoon? What what is gar- cartoon? Just Disney movie cartoon? Is that yes. what you're saying? Yes, and okay. a movie cartoon. Yes. Um. Geez, this is this is kind of tough. I don't. Know. She does not seem to think it's tough. Still, her face is really projecting uh, that it shouldn't be tough. What is her, her <laughs> favorite? Said it so many times. <laughs> I know it's not Wreck-It Ralph. I can tell you that. <laughs> Um, Sugar Rush. Is it? I'm trying to think of like movies that you've wanted to watch with that you've like been happy to turn on for cash, but I can't even think. I'm always unhappy. <laughs> That's so sad. Are you the Are you the Zugor? Yes. Um, 
I'm going to go with her favorite being, um, uh, it's got to be, of course, it's, of course, it's. uh, I'm going to cut your frenulum. You're so damn tongue tied. (laughs) Spit something out. Of course, it's the Little Mermaid, of course. Wildly incorrect. Carrie, let's get your thoughts on that answer. (laughs) No. It's not even a princess movie. I'll just hit the mic. It's not even a princess movie. Does that help you? Here's what I'll say for this, Kyle. It is one that most people would probably forget even exists. (laughs) (laughs) Then it's... Then uh, I have no idea. Meet the Robinsons. Oh, I know. I always forget that's a Disney movie. <laughs> it always seems like it's not a Disney, like it's like a Universal because movie. Because it's so good. It is good. <laughs> I knew that that was, I feel like a fool. It's like so Disney, Tomorrowland. My problem is I always forget that that's a Disney movie. I always forget. But. I don't blame you because it is very... Well done. La- well, it, I feel like its visual style is atypical it's, it's all to the yeah, majority of Disney like CG early movies. But the humor, like, it's the all, humor yeah. is amazing. It's great. It's funny. But the you know, jokes are but, good. But it's Carrie knows this. Catchy. I'm a I'm a fan of the book. You know, I was grew up reading the book. Ah, you're you too know? much of a book snob. It's like yeah, five pages book. long. <laughs> the book is way better. The book, the is, book way is literally telling you. The book is a picture book, basically. Yeah. Of him like meeting all these goofy people, people in the Robinson's family. And then the movie's like two hours of Is it true it's the longest stuff. book you've ever read, Kyle? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> all right. We'll do one we'll last one here, Kyle. I think you are failing currently. I think I'm doomed. Yeah. I think I'm doomed to fear the Zugor for the rest of my life. Yeah. I think I'm also sleeping in the in the basement on the couch. So. Yes. Uh, but let's <laughs> let's end Tonight. on how you think your wife thinks of you. So. Oh, well. I asked Carrie. established, I think she I, thinks I'm like Tarzan. And, well, yeah. I asked Carrie, who would you cast to play Kyle in a movie about your life? <laughs> Wait, who would she cast? Who would I cast? Who would she cast to play you in a movie about your guys' life? Who would she cast as me? Yes. Oh, man. I don't... I don't even... I can't even think. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no clue. Paul Walker. (laughs) Close-ish. I did think about that one. There is, so there's two answers to this one. There is the obvious Vin Diesel with the mm-hmm. addendum, but only if she gets to play herself in the movie. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Good. <laughs> her serious answer, though, Bradley Cooper is uh, what Carrie's oh, going yeah. with. Yeah, I think you got you got the nose thing going on. Mm-hmm. With, I think my head shape is similar to Bradley's. You got the hair at this point. He likes to sing. You like to sing. You're oh, similar yeah. heights. But I don't know. Actually, I think he's actually a really tall in person. Is that movie um, going to end like A Star is Born? Um, no, I turned that movie off before that portion happens. <laughs> oh, I just yeah, turned like it off with like the happiness. Yeah. Sorry, I was thinking of the movie of my life. Sorry, guys. My <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> no, no. But... Yeah, so after some deep dive, I was like, Bradley Cooper. I think Bradley Cooper's the right look. 
I don't know. I guess he he can be funny though. He's yeah, but he usually hangover. he usually plays like the smarmy asshole kind of funny guy. Yeah, not like the goofy funny guy. Kyle has more like Ed Helms in the Hangover energy for his <laughs> style of comedy. You know, and like, I did I did think okay maybe like a Steve Carell. I could see a Steve Carell Steve pulling Carell. it off. Yes, a young mm-hmm. Steve Carell. Mm-hmm. Um, that was another one, but I was like, but he doesn't have the look per se. He's got so the we'll, nose. Let's take the looks of Bradley Cooper with the acting of Steve Carell. Oh, for we'll sure. Mesh that, them together. that man would be You formed a Kyle. There it is. <laughs> there it is. That's the that's enough of the not so new That's much, that's much. That was good. <laughs> Just thought it would be fun to drop a uh, surprise on Kyle. Especially mm-hmm. because we are recording so many episodes right on top of each other, and <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't have I a lot of ideas wait. for another Tarzan-themed game since we've already done Tarzan. Mm-hmm. I, uh, Genesis. I liked your Genesis original and... your original idea, but you asked me if Carrie likes have seen a lot of Nolan movies, yes. Christopher Nolan movies. And I said, well, seen in quotes because usually you don't like Nolan movies, and you just kind yeah. of fall fall Who's asleep. Who's Nolan? Or, Christopher, Christopher Nolan. Nolan. So, so Inception, Tenet The Dark Knight, Tenet. Wait, uh, is he's not? No, that's not the man in. Um, this is gonna make hairspray. What's that dude? Christopher Walken? No, we, yeah, Christopher no, no, Nolan yeah, no. is a director, not an actor. Um, so no, he's not Christopher Walken. He he is the. Could be. Memento. Memento, The Prestige, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, Inception, Tenet, Interstellar. Are you uh, just trying to trigger me? I know. These are all. Yes. (laughs) It's the worst game idea of all time. I texted Kyle because I had no Tarzan ideas, so I was going to. There's a character in Interstellar named Tars. And I was going to make a, oh, yeah. a Man, Tars fan quiz stretch. and just make a quiz about Christopher Nolan movies. Man, all right. <laughs> the ultimate I would have won stretch. that one. Yeah, you would have won. That's why I'll I never forget. I should have said, oh, yeah, great idea. <laughs> great idea. She'll, she'll know everyone. Great like, idea. She'll leave. Carrie had a more vitriolic reception to Inception than to Tarzan 2, I'd like to point out her. <laughs> The amount of disdain <laughs> yes. you had in your voice for one of the most like acclaimed films, blockbusters of like our lifetime. Very hey, funny. I'm I'm here for the made-for-TV movies, not <laughs> yes. the blockbusters. I understand. Listen, you Nolan's not for better than Tenet, though. That's a big question. <sighs> not in my opinion, but it's closer than it should be. Yeah, it <laughs> really is. It's way closer than it should be. Considering one is like a two hundred million dollar blockbuster by an auteur, yeah. the other one is a shitty sixty minutes for TV <laughs> sequel. I'd rather watch Tarzan two again than. 10 I could understand everything everybody said in Tarzan two, so that's an immediate. Yeah, I don't plus. feel like an idiot watching Tarzan two. Tarzan two has a character with a with a name. A main yeah, Tarzan two's characters have as much story backstory as the Tenet characters do. So it's a wash on that front. But Tenet is a little bit more visually compelling, is the best I can give it. <laughs> All right. Uh, th- that should do it for talking about Tarzan, guys. Uh, we, we, we got another movie coming up next week or in our lives. Mm-hmm. Two days we're recording this. Woo! Uh, 
Woo! We're gonna we're, do a lot in two days. Heck what, yeah. what are you gonna do with your next set? I'm not gonna ask. We're gonna, yep. you know, we gotta do some crazy stuff tomorrow yeah. till we have something to talk about. Uh huh. Don't week. don't ask me anything. We're not allowed <laughs> to talk at all tomorrow, so I can yeah. develop a story to. Have. How will we go one day without talking? To I each don't other, know. Scott? It's gonna be brutal. It's, it's BFFs. Gonna I'm gonna open up my phone mm. and just cry and look at our text. Yeah. <laughs> Should we I watch the trailer? That, I told him not to text me. <laughs> Let's right. watch the trailer. Carrie, you want to watch the stupid movie trailer with us? Can't and wait. see what you're going to miss out on? All right, let's watch it. Coming soon on video and DVD. Dear Diary, Fitch has been doing really great. His goodness level is way up. And climbing. I've been helping him get in touch with his inner Elvis. This is the exact bench where Elvis sat in Blue Hawaii. Oh yeah, that's him. But something strange is happening. Stitch is acting really weird, even for Stitch. What? <laughs> I don't know if there's enough Ohana in all of Hawaii to fix this problem. All new from Walt Disney Pictures, the sequel to the hit movie Lilo and Stitch. But this time, Stitch has a glitch. Lilo and Stitch 2. Stitch has a glitch. Now on Disney DVD. Nice. I, why is it called Lilo and Stitch 2 when I, we've already had a sequel to, to Lilo and Stitch? Don't know. I doesn't, it's very confusing. This one... I will say, uh, as someone who's already watched it, I do think this one takes place before Stitch the movie. Okay. Because uh, there is nothing. There's nothing about the other experiments and stuff. And I was reading, there is a short film that's like four minutes that bridges the gap between Lilo and Stitch two and Stitch the movie. So they that's did funny. their work <laughs> to make them connect, I guess. But it's very confusing to have the second sequel be called part two that comes yes. out. Well, cool. I, I I like the bit with the sunscreen in that, so I'm looking forward to it. Yes. That was funny. I will see we'll see how we feel about it when the time comes, but yeah, I'm definitely excited to talk about that one. But that's for next week. For now, Carrie, thank you for being on this stupid show with us. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you for having me on your wonderful show. All right. How much did Kyle pay you to say that? Don't You've been talk paying about your paying that's your not own the wife. Script, Carrie. Don't answer that question. Don't hey, answer. he's a doctor now. Oh, that's that's true. Um, that does remind me that I need to move uh, out of this city to a better a place with more scrupulous standards. I understand. Uh, <laughs> I know a good realtor. Oh, perfect. <laughs> this is great. Um, okay. Well, Carrie, normally I would ask our guests if they have anything to plug. I assume, though, in this instance, that's not a factor for you? Nope, it's just the Carroll High School Class of 2010 and 2011 reunion. Woo! Hey. If you're listening, I know at least Buy one those person. Tickets. I know at least one person, John Thayer, if you're listening, buddy. Buy that too. If you haven't yeah. reserved yet, I reserved, so... When this, this episode is released, it'll, it'll be, be like a week away. <laughs> a week away. Yeah. Buy that ticket. You still got time. You better hurry. You better RSVP. All right. Well, then, Kyle, 
That should do it for this week's episode of the Made for TV podcast. So let's pop out the tape and turn off the TV. If you're listening and you like what you hear, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Please also remember to follow us on social media at Made for TV podcast. That's at Made the number four TV podcast. Thank you to Chris Ratzbout for our theme song. Thank you to Maggie for our art. She's going to be on the next episode. (gasps) Until next time, I'm Scott. I'm Kyle. And that was Carrie as well. (laughs) (laughs) I won't be here next time.